from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast this week with special guests, Steve and Izzy of the Everything I Learned From Movies podcast. Hello, Steve and Izzy. Hello, Hello, Mario. Mario. He said it right, Steve. Yeah. Everything I learned at the movies, everything at the movies I learned, going to the movies. I spent all night studying everything about your show. So I'm not going to phonetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Doing great, doing okay. a great job. Great I have job. it written, written down. Our one paid ad we did, they never said our name right. We ended up getting like six months of free ads because they kept trying to get it right. So. Yep. You should just put that out anyway. You should put that out as your ad. Uh, it's like one of the, what's that, John, what commercial am I thinking of where they can't name the product? Um, oh gosh, it's going to. It's going to screw with Buble? Me. Yeah, yeah. Michael water. Michael Buble? Yeah. Um, John Sandy. You mean that's the ad? That's it. John Sandy's here, everybody. You heard his golden tones. <laughs> Patrick is here. Looking sharp Hi. today. Hi, Patrick. I'm in sweats and a sweatshirt. I don't know how sharp you can get. Shut. Why do you tell, <laughs> why do you tell people that? They can't, they can't see. They don't know that. Tell yeah, me in I like to give some eye candy for the mystery. Yeah, you could be in, a, in my three-piece suit, no pants. That's so right. Everybody yeah. else, so. Very Scrooge McDuck of you. Here down. Here down wow. Oh, hey. I think in, in nine <laughs> years, nobody said game. the word Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> uh, we did say Baron Von Drake. Or is that his name, Baron Von Drake? What's uh, what's the Paul Freeze character? Uh, oh, Lud- Ludwig Von Drake. That's it. That's it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jake is here. Our own Lud- yeah, hi. Ludwig von Jake is here. Hey, how about that? Yep. And last but not least, the lovely, the backlit Justine Normandy is here. <laughs> That's your, we should have a little DJ horns. Can you work on that, Jake? Do the little DJ horns every time. I can do it myself. You can just put it <laughs> Every time you give a movie a six. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Justine school. Yeah, yeah. Every look, Daddy. Every time the horn blows, Casablanca gets a six. (laughs) (laughs) boy, Justine. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's still your claim to fame, Justine. How do you feel about that? I feel like we're gonna have some sixes this week. No regrets. I, mean, <laughs> I feel no regrets. Like, spoilers. I feel like this week we're gonna get some sixes. Is that am I how close am I? Oh, you don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't know anything. I, I, don't. I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, well, should we make it a drinking game? I mean, WandaVision isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, you know what, Justine? That's a good question. What would you rank WandaVision thus far? <laughs> like on the whole. In Toto. <laughs> Uh, and Toto too. What nothing? You're not answering that question? Is that nothing? What do you rank? It's it's radio. Nothing. You have to talk. Nothing. Eh? She's giving. She's just <laughs> nodding or shaking her head. Okay. Well, let's move on to Stephen Izzy then, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Great radio. Shaking her head. Yeah, Great radio. They love let's to go f- to someone who wants to contribute. They love to follow awkward silence. As I said at the top of the show. <laughs> Before we yep. descended into this hell, uh, Stephen Izzy <laughs> have a great podcast called Everything I Learned from Movies. 
They have been kind enough to ask me on the show twice. I got to discuss the great Mac and me, and yeah. and Fast and the Furious Five, the most uh, I don't know what's what's the word, the fastest of all the Fast and Furious movies. The that- the beginning of the peak. Yeah, we like to refer to that one. Is that the one where they jump the letty? <laughs> no, that's number six. Number oh, five is, uh, I think, when they go down to Brazil. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the safe. And... Yeah, yeah that, with the a whole... really long shot on the director's kid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the whole reason I watched that movie was because Mrs. Chris Hemsworth. That was the whole reason. I was like, please let me oh, do. Oh, Dom's yeah. baby mama. Please yeah. let me do. Please let me do Fast Five. That was it. Can't, uh, can't wait till she comes back in the 10th one. <laughs> we are probably not going to do Fast and the Furious, although we should. So if you I have, thought you have all of them. I do, but sometimes I, as you saw before the show, sometimes I make judicious cuts because I don't want to be a jerk. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I think the Justine reason- just Justine just did a spit take. <laughs> well, then I was going to say uh, you cut but me Rick, off. You made us watch like all those James Bond movies that you don't even like. I, well, oh. here's what I was going to say. And then I turn around and make you guys watch Howard the Duck because I'm not above. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Come on, if you guys do Fast and Furious, oh, you got to do somebody, Roger Corman's. Yeah, Fast somebody who doesn't like Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 1954 coming up. You can do the original yeah. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Roger Corman. We, wow. Oh, wow. Man, that's digging. That's digging. Yeah. Kudos. Justine will love it. <laughs> oh, no. Cameo, cameo appearance by my Hello. wife. Oh. <laughs> I like how we look uh, Patrick didn't even like acknowledge my existence. Hi. No, I didn't. Hi, thank you. He's, hey, look, Nicole, it's Stephen Izzy. Hi, Say Stephen hi. Izzy. Hey, hey Nicole. We love you. Okay, I got to go. You're big fans. Follow her on Twitter. Yeah, they, they said to follow you on Twitter. They follow me on Twitter. They, they, they said to follow you on Twitter. You know what I love about us is we're staring at this computer like an old couple with our glasses, just like. <laughs> you look good. Can I hit the red one? You look good, honey. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you look. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but speak- Justine only rates her a six. Yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> well, Casablanca. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> See, we take it the other way around. We go, wow, a six, Casablanca level. Wow. <laughs> Good. We completely flip it. We're like, hey, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> when she goes above a six, so we're kind of shocked. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> thought, mm, okay. She saves that exclusively for war movies. Yeah. Like she keeps that. War no, or, Seven ups for the war movies. Or Spice World. Or the Duck and Eight. Yeah. Or, spi- or Spice World. Or Spice World. Oh, yeah. Or Spice Girls movie we'll watch. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's Just... a James Bond movie if he's in it, right? No. Well. <laughs> That means that means Wild Geese is a James Bond movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean Boat Trip and the Quest. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Sherlock Holmes in New York. Yeah. Escape from Athena. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes in New York. Sherlock Holmes in New York is a James Bond. Did he play uh, Sherlock Holmes? In a, mo- a TV yeah. movie called Sherlock Holmes in New York, yeah. Who was Watson in that one? I have no idea. I've never seen it. I've never seen Arnold it. Stang. Uh, Arnold Stang. <laughs> Arnold Gee, Sherlock, I is a G. <laughs> what are you deduction, Watson? Now go get me a pretzel. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that movie. Great. Ar- Arnold Stang is Dr. Watson. Jerry Lewis is Sherlock Holmes. Uh, How about that? Roger Moore played Sherlock Holmes. Wow. Everybody's played Sherlock Holmes. Peter Cushing. Pretty much. Pretty Christopher much. Christopher Plummer. Me, you, Superman. Justine, everybody. Superman. Billy Bobby Brown. Yeah. 
Superman. <laughs> I guess the question is who hasn't played Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, what was Sherlock? That? Yeah, what was that? Was that a couple years ago he played Sherlock Holmes? You know, that was that a year and a half ago when uh, John C. Riley was in it, and uh, it, it, it was the thing. It happened. You know what's weird? What's weird about that is that was announced when Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law were announced to play Holmes and Watson, and it really years ago. Took, yeah, yeah, it yeah. took like ten years to get to the screen, and I heard it was the results weren't very good. I, I didn't have the heart to watch it. But, it was the mm. new mutants of Sherlock Holmes movies. <laughs> oh no! Mm. That good, huh? But it didn't even have a bear in it. <laughs> was there a bear I in think... the new mutants? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as as bear movie connoisseurs, we were <laughs> awesome. we were very impressed that a bear popped up in the middle of this movie, and uh, and for us, it was the best part of the movie. Really but bears was. usually are the best part of a movie for us. Let me ask you guys a question. What's the best bear movie out there? Is it is it uh, The Edge with Ooh, Alec Baldwin? Grizzly, the pro or Gri- Grizzly and Prophecy, like yeah. back in the seventies. Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. I forgot about yeah. Prophecy. Oh, that's a man. mutant bear, right? And Talia Shire. Guys, and... we hunted down the sequel to Grizzly. This is how into bear oh, movies we are. Yeah, wow. the, the sequel was finally released, like in October. Who stars in it, Steve? Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, Laura Dern, all when they're like 20, because it was actually filmed in 1983. And then wow. just released last year when they kind of put it together. Oh, uh, John Reese Davies plays a, a Native French, American, yeah, French Native French American mountaineer guy. What's wow. the name of it? He's what? kind of the star. Uh, Grizzly 2 uh, Revenge or The Concert. Like, I think it was released as Grizzly 2 Revenge, but. Yeah, Grizzly well, 2, a lot to bear with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's quite, quite the story. That sounds like a six from Justine. That sounds like a, six, a Justine six. Oh, I, I mean, we love bear movies, and I Ooh. I kind of had to give it a low score. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, Paddington 2? Yeah, what, yeah, Paddington 2. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I, like, um, I like the Care Bears movie. There you go. Yeah, yeah. what about oh, the Care Bears 2 with Darkheart? Oh. Yeah. Would you would you call the Revenant a bear movie? Mm. It's a romance oh. story it's about a, romance, a man and a yeah. bear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bear romance movie. That is a, that's a man def- and a bear love each other very much. <laughs> they tear each other to pieces. We start to look like each other. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, that bear won an Oscar. Okay, show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> that was a motion capture bear, I believe. So, <laughs> as you can tell from Steve and Izzy, what they're talking about now is I mean, they are such a departure from what we do, but it's really what I would love to do. I would love to do those kind of movies, but you see the reception I get when I put a Howard the Duck out there. I would never survive. Yeah, we. We we tend to specialize in bad to questionable movies, uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, there and Instagram it is. at E I L F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies, and uh, yeah, we uh, you know we we also watch some of the classics. I mean, yeah. uh, the the two we're going to talk about today, the, these have been on the queue for a while, but it's always like, oh man, do I want to watch number one on the BFI Top One Hundred or <laughs> Tom and Jerry? <laughs> We still need to rewatch House of a Thousand Cats. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Starring Hugo Stiglitz. By the way, spoiler alert: not a thousand cats. 
<laughs> it's like, I want That's my money funny. back. I counted 900 cats. Yeah. Night of, I don't know, 30 to 40 cats. And it doesn't quite have the same ring to it though. I love it. You guys, uh, you, well, you guys. And of course I was going to try to go a whole week without mentioning them, but we'll talk about home video hustle as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, hustle it's motherfucking hustle. Yeah. It's everybody. You guys get all the fun. And we, I make these guys do the, look, we're looking at another Oscar winner this week, guys. And then we all just end up giving it a six and hating it. But you guys seem like, oh, like sounds shit like on some it. for screening country BS there. I, I would like to nominate Day of the Dolphin, oh, uh, Academy Award winning for Best Sound Editing, Jersey Scott and a Dolphin for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> ah, is oh, not. And the Dolphins talk at one point. <laughs> I can't believe that's Mike Nichols. Did Mike Nichols direct the dolphin? He sure <laughs> did, <like> yeah. <laughs> but, by the way, babe, when they start talking, is that before or after they're used in a plot to assassinate the president? It's right before they're kidnapped and used in a plot to assassinate the president. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> sounds like a Michael the dolphin's not George C. Scott. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a Michael Scott joint is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, there's Mike. lots of parkour. Oh, I love it. Uh, geez, John's getting excited because you're naming all these movies that John knows too. Like you know, we just want to we we wanted you guys to know that we let our hair down around here sometimes too. Okay, it's not all Oscar winners. Okay, <laughs> obviously, if he watches our dogs, yeah, they're not, not all the tens out of tens. Of what look? <laughs> what is the worst movie you guys have done over there? Ooh. Babe, I'm gonna let you answer Ooh. that one. Um, uh... Well, if, if you each have one answer, that's oh. perfect. I, I would say that would be quite a tie between uh, Bucky Larson, born to be a porn star. We didn't do that. Oh, we didn't do, that's that. right. It was yeah. so bad. We didn't even that's do just it on your podcast. least favorite ever. It's you, just like my least favorite. Like Bandit. Yeah. No, uh, then it would be um, Gem and the Holograms, the remake. That was pretty rough. Oh, I never saw that. They remade it. It was so so bad. We had technical difficulties halfway through the film and we lost all the audio. We turned it off and watched another (laughs) critic's review of the movie so that we could just crank the episode out. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you noticed. Nobody. How about you, Steve? (laughs) Um, I mean,. Neil Breen gets picked on a lot by me because it was recommended by Brendan of what were they thinking? Hey, but, shout um, out to Brendan. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah. Um, uh, but did we even do I, Neil Breen on the podcast? Yeah, we did uh fateful finding. Oh, that's right. Uh, I mean, I kind I, there are a lot of movies out there that are, you know, 0% on rotten tomatoes that I actually kind of like. Oh uh, yeah. Like ballistic X versus sever. That's, that not was, that's not a zero percent. That's not a zero percent. It's just a stupid and, '90s action movie. It's got you know? it's got one of my many wives, Lucy Liu, in the cast, so it can't be that bad. It's Lucy oh, really? And Ontario uh, Antonio Banderas. I mean, yeah. that's the most like like fuckable cast in Hollywood. I think. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, especially in 2000 or whatever. Right? Yeah. Oh, and her jacket in that. Oh. <laughs> I think it was just the fact that I think most critics just hated the the fact that they they phonetically spelled the letter X as the name. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you may be wondering, does that come up in the movie for any particular reason? No, not nope. really. It's just the just a nope. thing. Yeah, they you just know. wanted to name it that. I remember that movie very they hyped the hell out of the movie. It was like one of those post matrix action movies that came out, you know. Oh and, yeah. And everybody yeah. was wearing black leather and it looked pretty cool. And you had Antonio Banderas yeah. hot off of his co-starring turn with my wife Selma Hayek so it was like this is uh, yeah. this is this is hot as you can get right now hey speaking oh, of hot yeah. 
Patrick's flexing right there. Thanks, Patrick. I'm stretching. Leave me alone. Yeah. God, so, you animals. Saw that, saw Never. That, I saw Somebody's that. Somebody's been working out. Yeah, that's. So I got to return the uh, long ass question back to you guys. What's the worst movie you guys have done here? Oh, you, on the count go. of three: one, two, three. Zardoz. Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, and I love Zardoz. Zardoz, Zardoz is great. Are you kidding? Me? Oh, I like Zardoz marginally more than Howard the Duck. Thank you very much. Actually, I would say Howard the Duck. We gave it a lower score. Did we? Yeah. Stick with that too, yeah. Howard the Duck is terrible. I'm not denying it. And the fact <laughs> yeah. that I was able to unleash it on you gives me pleasure to no end. But uh, your eyes are rolling back. I give, it gives me great joy. Uh, um, <laughs> you know why it's uneven? Because Jake gave it a four and I gave it a negative four. Jake, you gave it a four? Uh, yes. Zardoz a four, four, yeah. What did so it average out to a zero? We all gave it a one and we gave Zardoz a one. So. What is. <laughs> Did everybody give Zardoz a one? Everyone else. I gave it a negative four because Jake's gave his score first. She wanted to ah. zero it out. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. You're doing God's work over there, Justine. I just want you to know. I mean, you're still not forgiven for Casablanca 6, but, you know, we're making progress. Casablanca 6 you know. is the best sequel ever. Well, she, she, was, think, she gave yeah. it a six because Mario gave it a 14. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it give it a 10. Um, that's funny because uh, why did we all hate Howard the Duck? I mean, uh, aside from the obvious, because it was awful. Because it was god awful. Aside from the obvious reasons, but uh, just an affront to the comic book. I mean, (laughs) it takes a wonderful comic book character and just bends them over the table and does horrible things for an hour and a half. You said it. Whoa, 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 whoa. it. Yeah. You, you can leave the Leah Thompson sex scene out of this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep PG here. But, uh, oh God. Jesse, what did yeah. I give Howard? Howard the Duck what did I give Howard the Duck? Kid? Everyone gave it a one. Yeah. I give it a one as well. I'm rethinking it. I want to give it a four. Oh, can stop. <laughs> You're rethinking it? Come on. He wants it to, to <laughs> it's, one those, it's one of those movies that grow on you. Yeah, exactly. Like a fungus. Like a tumor, is. yeah. <laughs> My late brother loved Howard the Duck. Loved it. He loved it. Like, unironically loved that movie. So, uh, I saw it a lot more than I anybody should have, but... Uh, mm. That was, you know, one of well, the- I, well, I have to ask, how old was he when it came out? Oh, he was already a grown, grown ass man. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah. for most people, it's like, what's your favorite movie? It's like, all right, what was the movie you really loved when you were like 14 or 15 yeah. years yeah. old? Yeah. Like for me, it's Congo. And I will talk about Congo for days on any podcast. That's EILF movies, everything I learned from movies. If you want to talk Congo, I'm your guy. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, was, I was just curious if he was like, yeah, that 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 age when it came out. I, I that think, was like four when it came out. And I was I, like, oh, duck boobies. Nice. I think my brother had a thing for Leah Thompson. So maybe he was kind of ah. putting himself in Howard the Duck's place. So nice. maybe he had a thing was, for ducks. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah maybe, uh-huh. maybe. In bed. Well, don't in we bed in a duck suit. Thing for Leah. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's gotta Wanted be to a, ruffle her feathers. There's got to be a <laughs> podcast out there that's into ducks like you guys are into bears, right? There has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so many podcasts out there. That there has I mean, to be, and, and so many movies where ducks are central characters. And yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. You got it'll come to me. Got, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Steve, like in the '80s, everybody knows that ducks were the new mice, thanks to Disney mm-hmm. and Ducktales. That's right. Uh, yeah. On Golden yeah, Pond, and now red pandas are yep. the new mice. Yeah. yeah. On Everyone Golden. follow me at a load of quack at you know on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the latest 
Yeah. And you can find us at the Congo Minute Podcast. That's a new podcast he <laughs> just is uh, now conceiving. Yeah. It, on Golden Pond is obviously a duck movie, right? Is, is mm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The Roon. Norman, Norman, the ducks are calling. Norman, the Norman, they're. <laughs> But then, like, do, how do where do geese movies like fit in there? Like, Fly Away Home and the like knockoff one that came out. And then John mentioned one earlier, The Wild Geese with Roger Moore, which is a yeah. James yeah. Bond movie. Does so, Mighty Ducks so. count? Yeah, sure. I was, I was totally Lord. thinking T two and Team Iceland. That was the only one I could think of. Mm-hmm. Wow. And of course, Duck You Sucker, uh, Le- Leone. There you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh. Well, we just invented the new duck podcast. That's Duck You Sucker. <laughs> Except we're- on That's Twitter, that at Ducky Sucker. Oh, there it is. Now, Steve and Izzy are certified. Oh. Tell them about your, your side hustle. You're certified. Oh, yeah. Oh. We're also uh, BJCP. That's uh, the Beer Judging Certification Program judges. Uh, and we have with us uh, Wasatch Brewery Evo Amber Ale. Mm. Ooh, yum. Mm. Do you want to give us the uh, give us the notes on that beer that you're having there? Oh, well, it's a 20 IBUs and I'm guessing 5% alcohol by volume, but uh, being an Ambriel has kind of a, a kind of malt forward, kind of caramel, a little bit of yeah, roasty definitely notes. notes of caramel, sort of biscuity, like toasty, Bis- yeah. uh, mm. very, huddle, so- yeah, very subtle hop flavor. It's not overpowering. This is a good like middle of the road beer if you don't want something too sweet, too light, but you also don't want to like take the enamel off your teeth with all the hop, uh, brown nails and ambers. Excellent. Yeah, this good, is one of our favorites. Good all day drinker. Ladies and gentlemen. Man, you guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll take two cases. Holy cow. Steven Izzy. I, yeah. Steven Izzy, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Izzy. Mm-hmm. And of course. <laughs> and as I continue reading the can, this was established in 1986. <laughs> government warning. <laughs> our unofficial sponsor. Uh, what was the name of the brewery? Was that, that's our oh, Wasatch, Wasatch Brewery. brewery. Uh, our unofficial sponsor for today. Thank you very much. Hopefully they'll hear about that and send us a case. All of us. Woo! Am I right, guys? Well, Wasatch. <laughs> it's never happened before. <laughs> Northgate Market didn't send us a case of tamales. So. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm still waiting for those. It, we're, it's going to happen, guys. you got to keep your... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Got to wait. That was five years ago. Northgate sponsor, another unofficial sponsor of the podcast, <laughs> Northgate Market. Uh When they hear about what we talk about on this show, none of them are going to want to be our sponsor. That's right. The- nope. Is that the podcast that gave Casablanca a six? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to be like, oh, my God, they said what we've all been thinking. That's right. <laughs> they, they had the balls. Yeah, that's it. What's going to happen here is what's going to happen here is everybody's going to go, hey, they, they like bears and just bail for Stephen Izzy. It's going to be fantastic. That's gonna yeah. <laughs> Why are this is brought to you by Bear River Brewery. Uh, <laughs> We lost two listeners this week. That's a third of our audience. They've all gone over to everything I learned from movies. Fantastic. Man, ours doubled. Guys, let's talk about WandaVision. Yeah, Steve and Izzy are, are watching Wanda. Oh, we, before we go on, let me. I want you to plug something. Izzy, you have a wonderful uh, uh, Etsy store. Tell everybody Wait, about you. 
Do. Oh yeah, that's right. I do. No, um, <laughs> so uh, I am an artist by trade. I have a great little Etsy store. It's Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Uh, UntidyVenus.etsy.com. I do all kinds of amazing designs and art. I sell prints of my watercolors, including my movie monsters who love kittens. It's like little xenomorph hugging kittens and predator. Hunt. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do buttons, enamel pins. I just uh, did a Kickstarter last summer for my snack. They're half snack, half dinosaur, and I have them available as enamel pins. I hand press uh, buttons, magnets, bottle openers here in my studio with my art on them. Uh, Steve does amazing pet portraits with zero training whatsoever. It's true. So if you want like <laughs> the greatest pet portrait, <laughs> they're wildly affordable too. <laughs> wildly affordable. Beautiful, beautiful. And you guys, I don't have student loan payments. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, donate. Uh, yeah, to- so yeah. Donate to Izzy oh. if you can, guys, and check it out. Please buy her merchandise. Help her out. They have and great stuff on the – it's a great Etsy site. I have browsed oh, many you. times. Have I bought anything? No, but now I feel like I need to. But I have browsed <laughs> many times. Well, Mario, if you want to support amazing. artists and not specifically Izzy, you can also uh, come visit us on Saturday, April 10th for Podcart Fest. Yeah. Yes, it's a celebration of podcasting and artists because during these times – you can't really have a festival because, you know, <laughs> if you don't want that Rona, keep your broke ass home. Woo! But from home, <laughs> you can go to Podcart Fest and uh, we're going to have special Q&A with some special guests that I oh kind of don't oh want to jinx. So oh follow us at Podcart Fest on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but there will be a lot of artists and like demonstration mm-hmm. stuff going on. There will be a little virtual booths where you can interact with. Excuse me, with the artists directly. And Sorry, the podcasters. Oh, and the podcasters. Yeah, yeah, we'll have like Happily Ever Aftermath will be there. Um, you know, uh, Di- Diana from that. Um, you know, Izzy will be there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great artists and stuff. Um, and yeah, special guests. Kind of want to say it, but I uh, don't want to jinx it. Don't I'll jinx it. Out there. We have people who are working in the film and TV industries like currently and uh, have done a lot of stuff in the past. So definitely going to be worth at least a swing by. All right. That is when now? One more time. Uh, Saturday, April 10th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time. And that is Podcart Fest. Follow us on all the social medias. Available anywhere you have internet. Beautiful. Patrick, that sounds something like that sounds like something you would be interested in. Patrick is fun. Patrick is our red. Don't underwhelm it. You always do that. (laughs) I'm a very mellow (laughs) person. You can't judge me for that. Yes, I can. Patrick, it's better than Casablanca. So, <laughs> hey, I love Casablanca. It's yeah. a tough thing to beat. Right? Yeah, that was a ten. Patrick gave a ten. Yeah, just I was proud of that one. I'm proud of you. All right, Thank I don't you. say that often because it's not true. But um, ouch! I love you. Are you kidding me? This is the greatest cast ever assembled. Plus, Stephen Izzy. Like this is like a this is like a Voltron right now. Are you kidding me? What is this crossover episode? <laughs> this right. is a crossover episode. <laughs> we're going up against somebody. We're going up against Cult Forty Five and Nerdy Bitches. So you guys need to bring it, okay? Yeah. Hey. Oh, it's been barotten. There it is. Mm. <laughs> Let's talk about Wandavision, you kids. Let's talk about it. It's the craziest show oh. on television. It was Agatha all along. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, John. I, I do it. It was Agatha all along. And this episode told us what we already know, if you're a comic book nerd. Yep. Uh, so there wasn't really a lot in the way of anything new for comic fans. But if you aren't a comic fan or you didn't know the story, uh, there was plenty to find out. It 
went back and told the whole story of the Scarlet Witch and kind of gave some interesting interesting insight into her origins as far as the MCU is concerned. MCU versus um, versus the comic versus uh, what you thought you knew about uh, Scarlet Witch because according to the MCU she was created by Varen Braun Stuker, right? That's so mm-hmm. so but they kind of hinted that maybe that's not the case this week. What did you guys think of this episode? Let's start with my man Justine. Justine, what did you think this week? Um, I was just a little confused at the end. I asked Patrick, I'm like, yeah, we know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Oh what Why the Scarlet Witch is a witch. <laughs> she had never been get it. she Why? had never been named that. She was just named Wanda Maxima. So she's now yeah, been I, you have to look up online to make sure because it's like, what? I don't know. I had to ask other people. I was like, hey, what do you think Wanda, like other people who just aren't really into it? And I was like, what What did you think Wanda was? Like, what What was her name? I don't know. It was good. I felt like it was an easier way to tell her background story without having a movie. Like, Black Widow has a movie coming out. I'm not shooting it down. I just haven't seen it. And it doesn't sound that good. Um <laughs> It's almost like we've already seen Sparrow and Atomic Blonde and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm glad we got like a background on her. Um, I don't know her total background, so it was good to see. Um, I was just curious to see what they were going to do with her brother um, towards the end and Rambo, but I guess that's the next episode. So that threw me because I was totally ready to say this is how they're in- introducing the mutants into the mcu and then it was like ah fake they faked us but maybe they will still who knows totally just wait for it yeah yeah. uh patrick what did you think this week i had fun with it it was a nice little uh nod to the comics and yeah it does make you go back and think oh shit they have never called her the scarlet witch you just kind of assumed um and then there was a nice little uh end credit scene with uh Android Vision, uh, who was in the comic books as well, which was kind of cool. So, yeah, now that was he's, a nice touch. Yeah, now he's uh, Capital Riot's Vision, very white, very yeah. very white. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> but, I mean, it sets it, it sets it up too for him to be able to come back to life. So basically, my running theory is that Vision will meet um, the Hex Vision, and they'll basically, you know become one they'll merge i mean i'm not gonna judge how they do it but they'll merge they'll, they'll, dock. they'll, well, dock, they'll merge we don't know we don't open the pod bay doors vision uh <laughs> steven izzy what did you guys think this week have you, have you what do you think of the show so far we have not been able to check in with you week to week i mean do you are you enjoying the show as it oh. goes along yeah yeah definitely enjoying the show um I we we sort of like waited a couple of episodes in to like gauge pe- how you know people were enjoying it. Not gonna lie, I personally am a little MCU'd uh, burned out. It just there's so much content. I never was into the comics because I was just physically born too late and like could never. There's no way I could physically catch up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it's it's a lot coming at me all at once. Uh, I'm just so tired of them whitewashing actors with Vision. They're getting all whited out. <laughs> Hey, there you go. There it is again. See? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Vision's so white. Uh, I, I, hear it a, 
a lot of podcasters going like, oh my God, every episode is blowing my mind. And I'm like, no, but of course this is all in her head. She's the creature that can make anything, right? Yeah. We established this multiple movies and wait, 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 the the chick who has witchy powers, dresses in red and has red magic is the Scarlet Witch. There there was even a doubt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Problem solving achieved. (laughs) Uh, but I mean, I mean, like, I'm really enjoying it. I love the throwbacks to all the old shows. Yeah, I yeah. really hope they like get more into that. And I'm not gonna lie, my personal fan theory. I really, really hope Agatha is just another figment of, um, of her imagination. Like it's like her dark side, and she that she's like split off and doesn't want to think about. Oh, that's I a want good this theory. entire show to be mental nice illness. That's like a good. That. That's Maybe, a good theory. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was basically the theory we had from the trailer, and so mm-hmm. far it's like hey, you haven't completely disproven it. So yeah, we'll, we'll still stick with it. Well, what's um, interesting? I just is can't wait for Fantastic Four to show up. Fantastic Four, sick. That's what I'm thinking. But uh, what I what I'm I would love to see a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> John, do me a favor. No. Don't hold your breath. Well, they buried that Roger Corman one. That was definitely that, the best that one. Was- <laughs> <laughs> The contractual obligation, Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's actually not that bad for, you know, being made for like, what, under a million dollars and unfinished yes. special effects and stuff. We, yeah. we we interviewed on everything I learned from movies at EILF Movies, uh, the director, Oli Sassoon, and uh, the guy that played the thing, Michael Bailey Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guys, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, we interviewed them. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird production and everything. But mm-hmm. if you can find one of those... Uh, you know, to find a copy of the movie, you kind of have to like know a guy at a comic con kind of thing. Right. VHS transfer copy things. It's actually, I mean, it's no worse than you know the Jessica Alba ones or Howard the Duck. Oh, really? It's Ten times better than uh, Fan Stick. Yeah, Miles Teller and Oh God, that yeah, whole, that whole shenanigan. <laughs> and if you yeah. find that guy and you find this movie, also ask for the Ricardo Montalban Wonder Woman. Oh yes, with the blonde Wonder Woman. Yeah. Happy Lee Crosby. Yeah. What? Oh, Ricardo Montalban. Our that's the. That was the one before Linda Carter, right? That was the Kathy yep. Lee Crosby. Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. Like I think they called it the new Wonder Woman or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they didn't use the Wonder Woman outfit. It was kind of like, this is Wonder Woman? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It doesn't look like yeah, Wonder like Woman. Just like stripes, kind of weird. Mm. It looks like Liberty Bell from Glow, kind of. Oh, nice. I'm on <laughs> yeah. board, yeah. Well, you had me at Ricardo Montalban, obviously, one of the patron I mean, saints. Of course. One of the patron saints of our podcast, along with Edward James, almost. Um but yeah, that'd be a cast. I, Ricardo Montalban, just as smooth as ever. Uh, just oh, oh yeah. Diana, it was I who have beaten you. Oh, I love it. I would. I would so you it. have seen it? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I know he's get. He's guessing. I'm guessing based on Ricardo Montalban. This is the weirdest thing. Okay, so the ending of that movie, <laughs> yeah, like Ricardo Montalban's like the bad guy, but it's like. Oh, Diana, you have found me out. I, you can turn me in. It was like basically him like starting like, ah, oh, you bested me. But I'm so charismatic. I'm going to get off on the charges. Let's go. Don't you know I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and they would let now, me go. Now, like, if you like, excuse me, I must go film Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Yes, that's one of our favorite. He walks out the, walks out the door with a little chimp in his hands. Yeah. Let's go, Cesar. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't get everybody will cry. You know, we all cried at this yeah. when we watched that. Everybody loved that one the best. Um, 
I love that one. Was really good. It's you know he brings such a lot. He's such a charming guy. He brings a lot to every movie he does. You're just like, wow, why wasn't he in everything? Um, Yeah, charisma. Uh, So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, one division's okay. Uh, It could use a little more Montalban though. Jake, Jake, you don't watch it. John, you don't watch it. Yeah, this episode was fine for me. I just thought it, it was kind of what the comic book people already knew. And most of the people following the show, uh, Izzy, you said you, you you don't read the comics, but you kind of knew what was going on. And it was just kind of a refresher. It was kind of one of those things like, here we are, the story so far, because next two weeks are going to blow your damn minds, and that's it, you know? It's kind of where we were. It's a placeholder. Yeah. Also, anytime... Anytime they mention Monica Rambo, I just think her father is Sylvester Stallone. Oh, her, sister, her father is Sylvester Stallone. That is 100% canon scene. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the last Rambo movie, he's just down in Mexico fighting a private war. That's why he's not around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. When you think like with the timeline, the 80s with her mom. Yeah. John Rambo, are you kidding me? He didn't have no legs. He didn't have no legs. And then baby. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do anything. Hey, hey, I don't do anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, does it hurt her character that her father is a emotionally disturbed drifter war veteran? No. Or does it make it matter? <laughs> it helps. Uh, where's Richard Crenna yes. when you need him? Again, I, I just want this whole show to be mental illness. <laughs> Oh my God, that's going to be it. Richard Crenna pops up at the uh, finale of WandaVision. I love we got it. a mission for you. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Crenna She's pops a killer. Up. How can you turn her off? <laughs> There's still some POWs out there. We're going to go get them. Guys, it's time for the Digital Movie Club. Who is doing the theme this week? We have to really perform because we've got guests. I, I mean, I think who better? Jake. Oh, Steve. No, you- who better than <laughs> do, do, do you guys want us to? I mean, do you guys know it? Oh, yes. Hmm. Yes, well, we they know it. Actually, it pretty regularly. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> da, 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 da. Digital Digital you're in the club. Yes. Wow, they do listen. Now you are <laughs> we'll, we'll be here all week. Now, waitress. I will. You really like me. Really now I will pop my top. <laughs> here we go. Ready? <laughs> there it is. Woo. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, my top. That's, it. That's our show. I can't. I can't, we yeah. can't. We can't beat that. Can't top that. Guys, can't top We're that. Done. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, guys, we watched two cinema classics. Is uh, is that right, Steve? Wait, is uh, go ahead, Justine. It's a classic? Is it a classic? Uh, I believe. Oh, who's I, talk- one of these Justine? are both classics? Is who that said that? Uh, <laughs> reviewed movies who said of all that? time. I believe uh, the the third man is the number one on the BFI list. Is that correct? Is That's that- it. Number one. Yeah, number yep. one. That is the number one movie of the British Film Institute. Yep. Uh, Justine's rolling her eyes. And so I, this mm. this is going to be fun. You're going to get so to she see. She loved it. Steven and Izzy, by fun, you mean. Steven Izzy, you are going to get to see a John versus Justine grudge yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is why John is cementing himself as my favorite character on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> In a pool what? of cream corn. <laughs> you know, yeah, there we go. 
Extra butter. All right. And then uh, we've got uh, Sunset Boulevard, one of Billy Wilder's greatest. Are you kidding me? Uh, two beautiful film noirs here. I'm looking at everyone's faces, just waiting for the disappointment, <laughs> waiting for the inevitable disappointment. It's like asking my daughter about her grades. Just kidding. She she gets straight A's, unlike these clowns. All right. Jesus. <laughs> We're kidding. I'm just acting smart because there's company to, uh, <laughs> to quote. He's just, he's just trying to impress. To quote my mother. That's what you're <laughs> Quit acting what smart because there's company. Don't disappoint him like his children. Do yeah. better. <laughs> so on a scale of Hobbs to Shaw, what do you rate the third <laughs> I mean, it's a Jason Statham <laughs> all the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I give it a full-throated Idris Elba. <laughs> I give this a Van Johnson, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, all right, look, what do you want? Look, you since we are your guests. No, wait, what? Since what you, is your pleasure? Since you are a guest and we are your hosts, what is your pleasure? What movie would what you, you like to to do first? You know what? I'll let Justine pick. Oh wow! Deferring. That's you dangerous. Do, well, pick. you do listen to the show. Just for that, <laughs> Izzy, you'll get second pick. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Justine, go right ahead, my friend. Third man. We're gonna do the third man. Patrick, take it away. Tell us all about it. All right. The third man released in 1949, got an 8.1 on IMDb, a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, released June 20. So that doesn't look right. Hold on. That says uh, June 2012. uh, It actually said 2015. That's why I was thrown for a loop. Uh, original release was October 12th, 1949. Uh, gross box office is $1 million worldwide. One, I do not have a budget. $1 million. <laughs> Directed by Carol Reed. Uh, the screenplay by Orson Welles, Carol Reed, and uh, Graham Greene. Uh, the original story. Whoa, by- Graham Greene? Yes, sir. From Maverick? <laughs> Whoa! Dances with wolves. That grand dream. Greatest Native American writer of our time. Absolutely. You are blowing wow. John's mind right now with your knowledge. You wrote it before he wrote it before he was born. <laughs> he wrote it when he was like six years old. And oh then come on! He wrote really? it from into. He had a pen in the womb. Obviously vampires. Obviously. <laughs> and we have a, a star, like a cast of. We have Orson Welles, Joseph Cotton. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I'm missing a name. Trevor Howard and Alita. Va- uh, is it Valley, John? Uh, Alita Valley? Valley? I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know if it's Valley or Valley, but uh, Valley of the Dolls. Valle. Valley of the Dolls. Uh, let's. Okay, who wants to go first on this one? Like, should we let our guests go? Let's let Stephen Izzy go first and and give us just your. Uh, what did you think? You had never seen this, obviously. Uh, you meant yeah, well, not obviously, time, yeah. but you told me yeah, on the, uh, via text that you had never seen it. So, yeah, it, it had been in our queue for a while because yeah. you know, number one on BFI and you know, Sunset Boulevard two was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that one. I should probably watch that someday. You know, classic. Blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, this movie, I mean, uh, it was good to see young Bernard Lee. You know, good old good old M from the James Bond yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, wasn't like Guy Hamilton like the the second assistant director? Yeah, or yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did a bunch of those. I was like, oh, okay, I know some of these names. Oh, <laughs> the Orson Welles is in this movie. I okay. Is he gonna do magic? 
No, <laughs> just like no. no, that was that was only in Casino Royale. <laughs> but, but like Orson Welles, like oh yeah yeah okay Orson Welles is in this it's gonna be great blah 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 and I, and about forty five minutes in I'm thinking is the lead guy Orson Welles and I just don't recognize him. <laughs> and but you know spoiler he pops up in the second act and all that oh! yeah i mean oh, what? spoiler alert number one billing is actually in the movie spoiler alert for take that godzilla like <laughs> but uh yeah it, 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 i mean okay i have to ask a serious question the dutch angles is there more in this movie or battlefield earth <laughs> every single scene i'm like whoa those guys need to be careful they're gonna slide right off of the screen you want to know a funny story? Here's a funny story. Uh, William Wyler was a friend of Carol Reed's, and when he saw the movie, he mailed him a carpenter's level and said, next time, put this on top of the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. When they were getting off of the, when they were getting off of the, what do you call it, the trolley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Around. Dear yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, careful, guys. Oh, no, he is throwing him out the door. <laughs> well, if you, yeah, so now you know where Batman got it. You know, when you're watching Batman, you the Batman TV. The Batman TV show. It's like, oh, okay. They're so, all- uh, two thirds of the way through this movie, I realized I had seen this in high school, but it was one of those I saw it in a high school film class. So I saw it like every other day, at, like a oh. half an hour at a time across uh, a couple of weeks or whatever. And uh, so, you know, I had no memory until it was like, I don't know, 147 Dutch angles in. I'm like, we had a conversation <laughs> about this in my class. <laughs> Are too many Dutch angles too many? <laughs> yeah. Not for the British, obviously. Number one on the BFI's list of uh, all-time greatest films. So yeah, I, I mean it's groundbreaking. I mean, yeah. especially for the time and everything noir. It's stuff that's been copied over and over again over the last what seventy plus years. The sitar music was upsetting. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, uh, I don't know if it's just because like now we've seen it in movies like uh, Hercules in New York and whatnot, but no. it's like, wait, so when does this turn into a comedy? I see, this is a noir. That's exactly it. It'd be like the weirdest times it would come up and it's like, wait, it was during moments is that of supposed drama? to be funny? Yeah, it's, it's a what, very... What's happening right now? You know, that guy just got shot or, you know, whatever. John, what uh, was... The costumes are fabulous. The sets are really, yeah. really spectacular. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I didn't but I to, love noirs. I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, uh, Izzy. I was going to ask John the story because John explained the story of the zither music to me long ago. Uh, what was it, John? When they were... Uh, when they were shooting in Vienna, they went into a restaurant and Anton Karras is sitting in the back and he's playing the zither. And they were trying to figure out what to do for the soundtrack. And they said, oh, this is going to be perfect because it is unusual. People aren't expecting a zither and it's going to throw everyone off guard. There are moments when it seems inappropriate, but the idea was to just throw people kind of off. And he just fell in love with the sound of it. I mean, how many people play a zither? I didn't even know a zither existed before I saw this movie. But he thought, (laughs) we need something offbeat. We don't want it to be just a standard soundtrack. So he just said, we got to have this guy. So they went over and said, how'd you like to write a score for my movie? (laughs) And they're in Vienna, you know, shooting it in Vienna. And so he said, sure. Yeah, I'm just working at this, (laughs) working at this restaurant, playing for the customers, you know. And that was it. And I gotta say, that was that was a hit. That was uh, released on like forty five or seventy eight. It was a big hit, and uh, everybody has covered the Third Man. You know, everybody from Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass to uh, you know the Boston Pops. So it's kind of a standard now. You know, 
Uh, this is a well, very up there with like the, the theremin as far as one of the most elegant instruments to score your movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like Forbidden Planet. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then you're like, what? What's a theremin? So that that's kind of what this was. It might as well have been a an instrument from outer space, but it was supposed to kind of throw you off. So there are moments when it seems a little inappropriate. You know. <laughs> oh, and folks, I do have some sad news. Unfortunately, the parrot from the one scene most likely dead now. Yes. <laughs> Um, we've done that my brother would always say my brother would always say you think that cat's still alive (laughs) (laughs) that was was my dad's joke when i was a kid he'd be like hey girls you see that dog he's dead now yes (laughs) we've talked about that on the show i knew somebody would go ah the dog's dead now yeah this is very matter of factly yeah so you uh we won't get a score yet but so you like noir a lot, uh, Izzy. So this is a good week for you. So yeah. did, did you like that last like 10 minutes in the sewers when they're running around? That's like a, a class <laughs> oh. in noir. Oh, it's spectacular. Are you kidding? Like all the, it's, it's just shapes and textures and light and shadow. And then like, and you just use it to build the tension. Like the characters don't even really have to say anything. They just, they're just running around this maze. It's awesome. Okay, also, other fair question. Bigger sewer system, Gotham City or Vienna, Austria? <laughs> hey, it's Vienna to Russia, Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love how it dumps into the blue Danube. He's all, smells sweet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, there is a, another James Bond. Uh, one of the MPs, he has like one line. When he tells the girl, the girl asks him a question, and I forgot what he says, but that is the actor who plays the Minister of Defense in like the Roger Moore era Bond. He's in there wow. too for like a quick. So there's all these weird connections to uh, James Bond, which is probably so this why is a James Bond movie. Basically, yeah, basically, look at Justine's James Bond origin movie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But Justine's getting ready to give it a two. She was up. It was up higher. <laughs> then we started making all these references. Patrick, what did you think of the old Third Man? I, strangely enough, really enjoyed this movie. There was something about it that uh, piqued my interest and kept me really engaged. And I know you guys said that the movie, the music was kind of strange and out there, but I really liked it. Like, it fit the movie in its own unique way where because it was so off-putting what was actually going on, it brought you more into the scene and brought your focus in more to what was going on. And you kind of didn't expect what was happening as you went. The twist of him being the third man, that was not a surprise. That you figured out from the get-go. But it almost felt like a Western noir mix. Like there was aspects of it feeling like a, a, a you know an old west movie where he's kind of out on his own trying to survive and figure out what's going on what happened to his friend and dealing with the whole situation so i liked it i it had a really nice vibe for me and um the characters were really interesting um and i wasn't really bored at any point which was good so you're right it. you're right patrick it's because there's there's a thing there's a certain way about this the way i think it's all the dutch angles that steve pointed out but <laughs> Also, it's the fact that you're in post-war Vienna. Parts of the city are bombed out. It looks almost like an alien landscape. And Mm -hmm. you have these weird, uh, you have like four, you know, four of the major powers patrolling as police. It's like this weird foreign world that doesn't exist anymore that only existed for a a period of maybe five to ten years. And this kind of documents that. And that music is almost like a soundtrack to something that doesn't exist anymore. It gave me like spaghetti western vibes almost. 
Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like I had I had that feel at some parts where it was kind of it felt like it was leaning towards the dollar trilogy. Um especially in uh in some of like the the scenes towards the end where they're meeting at the cafe, just a lot of that lighting and the way it's laid out, it really had the with the music playing it it, it almost had that similar vibe. Nice. Okay, I th- that's a good observation too. Uh Jake, what did you think of the third man, my man? Um, I thought it was pretty good. the The music took me out of it quite a bit because, um, me growing up in the nineties and early two thousands, immediately heard SpongeBob. Bongo, you don't want it. I immediately heard SpongeBob when I heard that when I heard the music. <laughs> yeah. Does SpongeBob and, use a zither? <laughs> And listen like, up on that Austrian city. It's the third band. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So that so that kind of took me out. And yeah, the Dutch angles. I just feel like as the movie went on, they they like they just kept turning. They kept tilting the camera just a little bit more. To the point to where we got to the trolley and it was seriously it was probably it was like a 30 degree angle. I'm like, this is just absurd. Are you saying when he was dying on the stairs, it was just him standing up? Yes. Yes. You know what? Sense. You know what they actually did is that they had to they had to adjust this. They had to adjust some of the scenes because they angled it so much that the scenes were actually like the sets were actually at like a thirty degree angle when they needed it to stay horizontal. Oh, it's like so. it's like the Santa Cruz mystery spot. It's like the haunted shack at Knott's Berry Farm where you pour the milk and it goes up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, did you like the story though? Was it did it keep you entertained? Story was good. Um yeah, I especially loved the last ten minutes. It was there's a lot of tension build up with him just running through running through the sewers. By the way, they can fit the entire city in this in the sewer system. That is the that is an absolutely massive sewer, but yeah. Wow. Well, they're ancient. You know, that's, that's old, old school Europe, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our our sewer systems have giant ants, as we figured out a few. You can fit a giant ant in our sewer system in yeah. LA. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> they, if European sewer, sewer systems are a little more more eclectic. You mm-hmm. get your you get your black market penicillin dealers down there. So it's that's a right. different type of. That's right. It's a different well, type of fact, People used. No, go ahead. Is he? No, no. Oh, I was just gonna say, little known fact. People, in fact, people used to shit a lot more in the old times. Is that true? Oh uh-huh. my god. <laughs> that's why. That's the only reason to have giant sewers, right? That, mm. that to hide it the follows. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. People used to it's poop logical. more back then. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to. Are you, let's go. We're gonna save John for last because Justine is like. Twitching and moving around. She's about ready to. Yeah, She's about burst. ready to burst. Justine, let, let, let's talk about the third man. What did you think, my friend? Um, I didn't know it was a. Is it a British film? It is a well. Yes, yes it is because it stars <laughs> an American, but it is a technically a British film. Yes. I didn't know that. I was very impressed that they went to. I don't know. I was guessing that they went on location. They did. They, they got did. correct people. Like it was movies that we've been watching. Um, like it's some some parts felt like a set because you can hear an echo, but other other than that, it didn't really throw me off. I believe the locations, um, except for probably the sewer. But 
when I, when it got to the sewer part, I was like, this is way more entertaining than a James Bond movie. And I thought that immediately. I was like, no! this is... Whoa, don't let the cat hear that. Oh, oh my. Um, he disagreed. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, Obi just said cuckoo, but in dog language. Obi? Yeah. Um, I thought... A girl, I can't say her name, but she played Anna. I thought she was gorgeous. Um, oh, yeah. She and was... I got kind of confused because um, the Holly Martins guy looked just like Harry Lime. And I was like, wait, who's who? And I got confused and they showed his face really quick. That part was kind of cool in the dark. And then his face shows up because the lady's yelling. Um, yes. When they did the angles... I thought it was lame, but I figured it's <laughs> the first time they've done it, so I can't. Get that. <laughs> but it's lame. <laughs> but you still gave him props, which I love. <laughs> you still gave him props. I love that. <laughs> I did because I was like, I don't know, maybe this is the first time, and they were like, I'm artsy, and they went tilted. Um, I didn't really care for that, but I don't know. I gave him credit because it's an old film. Um. I don't know. I got kind of bored. Of course you did, Justine. That's your shtick. <laughs> it, didn't, it wasn't as bad as the past few movies we've been watching. It okay. wasn't that bad because the music played and I was like, oh, cool. It's a Western. Hey, um, there you go. Cool. SpongeBob. But then, yeah, then they started playing the music at random times. And I was like. Yeah. I hate this. I hate this artsy person making this film. I hate it. He's not artsy. He's but, just British. But I guess it's the first time. I, in my Cultured. mind, I was like, it's the first time. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, this is one of your one of your favorites. You introduced me to this film, actually. Did I? Yeah. You oh did. wow. Yeah. What you, What was it like watching it again? Yeah, this is probably the hundredth time I sat through this film. It's probably in my top ten of all time. And my mom loved this film a lot, too. One time, years ago, I took her out to, uh, I think it was the New Art, had a new print of it, and I took her to see it. Uh, God, I gave her the soundtrack. She used to play the soundtrack. I just, I guess some of it's sentimental attachment. I just think it holds up well. Every time I see it, it still holds up well. It's a little, the angles on the camera are a little artsy-fartsy, and the music's a little obtuse. But basically, it's it's a real crackerjack story. You really have to, it really holds up well with repeated viewings because everybody is kind of like on the make and on the take, you know, you're really watching after you've seen it a couple of times, you're watching the way they're kind of eyeballing Holly Martins. They're like, who's this, <laughs> this, this dopey American comes blundering in. I love the way, uh, uh, Callahan uh, keeps saying, you know, you know, you're blundering with the worst bunch of uh, black marketeers. You know, you're going to get yourself killed. You know, you're, you're born for it. They're just going to bump you off. And I just love all the all the twists and turns are just fascinating. And I love that. Yeah, you don't see Harry Lime turns up like about, you know, <laughs> you know, more than halfway into the movie. You still haven't seen Harry Lime. And I love the way they introduce him. Uh, the lady opens the window, the light hits his face, and he's just got this smirk on his face like, yeah, it's me, folks. <laughs> oh, and uh, Wells said it was great because he says, you know, you don't, 
He says, everybody says how good he was in it. And he says, you can't miss. It's a star part. He says, it's one of those things where they're talking about your character for the first half of the movie. All you got to do is walk on. Half the work has been done for you, you know, and they needed somebody who was charming and had a reputation for being, you know, charismatic. He's a really bad guy. So they needed a guy with a lot of charisma to kind of meet you halfway. And so Wells was was the guy they wanted. And uh, so he says, yeah, he says, every time I walk into a restaurant, you know, they would play the third man theme. He said, for the rest of my life, I walk in anywhere and they start, they strike up the band plays the third man theme. So he said, you know, it's not a bad thing to be known for. He did so much in his life and this isn't even one of his films, you know, (laughs) he's like, but I love, I love the speech. I just love the speech uh, that he gives after they're up there in the, uh, the Ferris wheel and Wells ad libbed that speech. They need, they needed him to make some small talk, and he's the one that came up with that thing about uh, under the uh, the bloodshed, you know, of the Borgias in Italy. They produced Michelangelo and the Renaissance, but uh, the Swiss had 500 years of brotherly love and democracy, and what did that produce? The cuckoo clock. That was Wells kind of ad lib that line, and that's the line everyone remembers. You know? So, John, is this easy for you to watch after? Not easy, but you enjoy it as much now as the first time you saw it. It never gets old for me. For me, this is like this is very much like watching Touch of Evil or Casablanca or The Maltese Falcon. It just gets better because as once you dispense with the plot, the plot is a little twisty and turny. And once you've nailed the plot, now you can just sort of kick back and enjoy just the setups. It's just so beautifully shot. The cinematography. I mean, if you like noir, this is about as good as it gets. All the shadows on the on the uh, cobblestones all the shadows being cast up on the uh, the sides of the buildings at night when they're running past. Even that little boy, you know, my mom used to laugh. She goes, even the little boy is just sinister. You know, that, Papa, mother, mother. <laughs> and he's like toddling after him and you're just going, God, even the kid is creepy, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, everybody in this movie just looks like they're going to slit your throat. So, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I never get tired of it. I probably watch it once a year. For me, it's like, uh, it's a wonderful life or wizard of Oz. I probably watch this thing once a year. So, uh, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. And I love Carol Reed. You know, he doesn't get enough credit. He's a name that's been lost over the years. And, uh, he did a film before this with James Mason called odd man out, which is every bit as good. If you want more of this, if, if anybody enjoyed this enough to watch another Carol Reed picture, uh, odd man out with James Mason, a very young James Mason. It's every bit as good as this one. All right, I'm going to have to check that out, John, because you recommended, you've done that before where you're like, hey, if you like this, customers also got this, and then it ends up being good. So, and then, (laughs) so a lot of what we've suffered through here, not me suffered, but a lot of what Patrick, Jake, and Justina suffered through is because of John. So let's just put blame where uh, blame should go. All right. (laughs) Or credit, or credit. It seems like, uh, it seems like Patrick is kind of digging some of these. Well, Patrick. I'd say most of them. I mean, Patrick, Patrick's digging most of them. He gave Casablanca a ten. It sounds like he really enjoyed this one. Well, he is the smartest of the bunch. So, I mean, let's look at it that way. Hey, watch what? that. What's wrong? <laughs> just trying to spread the knowledge. That's all. Just kidding. You Justine, know, I, look at Justine. Look at the way Justine's looking at me. I'm kidding, Justine. I'm joking. It's a joke. <laughs> That's why I said, "Hey, watch that." Alive. He's he's got to live with her. <laughs> Justine's She's gonna, gonna hurt you. Uh, she has already. In more ways than one. A six. Um, so let's all talk about, can we all talk about how great Joseph Cotton is in this movie? Just being the out-of-place American, just blundering, John, like you said. 
he's, like the, he's got the thank, he's the thankless role because he's the one that doesn't he's not the one he's not the sharpest tool in the shed in this movie so he gets the thankless role of just kind of you know walking through it and, and, yeah but, i thought i thought a bigger part of the movie was going to be that you know everybody speaks german or russian or whatever because you know it's the four or french or whatever because it's all four of them there in the city and uh, especially like the first act, there's a lot of scenes where it's like he's asking people like, hey, what happened? Like, uh, no, uh, no English. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a, a little Spanish, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, like the like the German porter guy, no, he'd be going on and ha- having taken German ages ago and being kind of good with it. I was I was like listening to like, you know, when he would go off telling a story like and it was being translated through uh, Callaway or Callahan, whatever the guy's name was. And I was like, wait, that's, I mean, that's kind of what he said, but not really what he said. Oh, really? So I had to play on a little later, kind of like it, you know, like it movies like Inglorious Bastards and stuff like that, where, it's, sure. you know, they have more subtitles and stuff. So you see it, but, it, but there's still the, the subtle differences and stuff where it's like, oh, he said this. Well, well, actually he said this, which means something completely different. Yeah. If ever a movie needed subtitles, it's this one. But I think they did that on purpose so that people would, the audience would feel like they're in the dark, just like Joseph Cotton's in the dark. He's got to kind of halfway figure it out, you know? Exactly. It it worked really well for this movie. You also feel like the fish out of water along with him, which I personally really enjoyed in the movie. Like, I know probably a lot of people were like, ah, stop speaking in other languages. But I was like, no, 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 we're we're following our everyman along into like a, he thinks he's going to see his childhood friend. He's getting pulled into a full Casablanca plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like, yeah, this is like Casablanca on steroids. You're like, what the hell, huh? You know, and the you know the more he digs, the weirder it gets. You know, it, yeah, just so much fun. Uh, I really thought he did a good job watching it this time. Uh, I was really kind of honed into his performance for whatever reason. Uh, and boy, I never, I forgot what a great closing shot this movie has. That scene oh where, he's just, God. where he's just watching Ugh. her walk down the middle of the street and just the look on it, you know, it's just his body language, everything in that shot. And then she just passed. I do like the way it was framed. Yeah. With the trees and the, le- the leaves falling. Yeah. See what happens when we put the, when we put the cameras, when we straighten it out. It's, it's nice, isn't it? It didn't look like. Hey, Mario, straight. I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. You got to love Carol Reed for this alone. Uh, David O. Selznick was like a, a partial producer on this. He, he, uh, he had like the American rights to the film and he was putting a lot of pressure on Carol Reed to give it a happy ending, even though that's not the way uh, it was written. He wanted uh, Holly and, uh, and Anna to get together at the end. And Carol Reed said, absolutely not. There's nothing in this film pointing in that direction. We are not going to give this a happy ending because Selznick was notorious for like uh, shooting memos across the (laughs) the Atlantic and saying, here's what we should do. And he just says, no way this has got to have an unhappy ending. And uh, so you got to just hand it to him because it would not have been the same if they had ended up on the train waving goodbye together. I love it. I do like that ending. I did like that. Steve, you were laughing just now. What, what, what did you not like that ending? So, so, so the ending shot, I mean, I was totally waiting for the credits to start rolling or whatever. Cause yeah. you know, modern, that, that's totally where it would go. Like the two, two and a half minutes of, you know, this woman just slowly walking down a road and we're following her for like half a mile. And it's like, you, you know, you have the little guitar music going, you got the credits da, da, rolling, da, da, like directed da. by blah, 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 all the stunt players, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, and then da, da, da. It, you're sitting there just gripped like, Oh my God, is she going to go to him? Is she going to go to him? I got to stick around through the credits to find out blah, blah, blah. And she keeps on walking and there's no credits and just says, da, da, da. The end. It's like, <laughs> Oh, okay. 
right. I tell, because it these days, these days, that's what they would have done, and it would have completely yeah. undercut the ending. So maybe this film is a little artsy fartsy, but I would say in that moment, that's the that's the best use of artsy fartsy camera work. Well, you know? well, John, would it ruin the ending, or would people be disappointed that Nick Fury didn't exit, you know, enter stage right and be like, I'm yeah, a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both sitting on the edge of our seat for totally opposite reasons. As she was walking away, I kept waiting for somebody to shoot her. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just thought for sure she was just like, because I couldn't remember the end of this. I thought she was like, like a minute and a half in, she just, like, you hear the bang and she just collapses. Because that's another modern way to end it and then have it say, Anna will return in Man with the Golden Gun. You know, it's like... yeah. <laughs> Holly Martins will return in. The Oklahoma Kid. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> by the way, that, oh, you got to love that. <laughs> by the way, his, his little contact, his little underwear, the Baron guy. Oh, that guy was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy could have been the original Joker, like in the 1940s Batman. Uh, he would have been. All of Batman. those guys. Hi, it's, it's like. It's like all those guys got Peter Laurie lessons somewhere along the line, you know. That's sort of like he makes me laugh, you know. It just they're all just like, whoa, what rock did you crawl out from under? You know? I can't. Wait. Oh, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. Once again, that that dog is dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Justine's holding a dog right now as we speak. Don't say that. I know it's so that dog's cute. Dead. How about the uh, what is it the, the the macaw or the parrot that bites his finger? Pretty yeah. sure that yeah. parrot's passed away. <laughs> I, I love when Callahan says, "What happened to your finger?" Ah, oh, parrot bit it. And he's all, "Oh, stop already!" <laughs> well, and then that goes back to your point that like even the kids and the animals are like on yeah. the take in this town. Like yeah. everyone is out to get him. Like the post-war kid Vienna, the- yeah, everybody. You know, <laughs> the only guy. You wonder about the guy selling the balloons. It's like, is he on the level? <laughs> because why is he selling balloons? It's like midnight. Why is he out there selling balloons? You know? <laughs> yeah. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Oh, yeah. He's going to Impossible pull off the rubber mask and. Uh, yeah. Martin <laughs> Landau. I totally expe- yeah. I was totally expecting him to like take the mask off and like, yeah. ah, it's Orson Same. Welles. It was me all along. That's right. And there's heroin in the balloons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's like filled with gas and then he like shoots it. Yeah. <laughs> Kills all of Vienna. And then, yeah. All right, let's rank it, guys. Let's talk about it. Stephen Izzy, our our guests, let's get your rankings first for the third man. Six. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was beautiful. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this. I'm going to go ahead and give this like an eight. Ocho. Steve. Uh, I mean, I... I got to give it like a, like a nine. Like I want to give it a 10 cause it's so influential and all that, but just uh, th- there were just parts where I was like, all right, this is uh, uh, give it a nine. Does it deserve to be number one on the BFI list? No, that obviously is King Arthur legend of the sword. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say but, Ro- but Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves would have been your yeah. number one. So, so if this movie had more elephants and snakes, you would be. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean those abs from Charlie Hunnam. No, what if, um, what if at the no, end when Harry Lyme is reaching up to the grate, a bear came and bit his fingers off? What, y- you know what? 
Honestly, when he was reaching through there, I was totally waiting for like a car to grow by and like yeah. run his fingers over oh. or something. He's like, ah, fuck. Was, oh, no, I was waiting. I was going to get away. I was waiting for him to push the, the lid off and like step up and get hit by a yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thus yeah. fulfilling the prophecy from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been the, that would have yeah. been the, uh, the Bugs Bunny version. <laughs> it's like get hit by a trolley car on the way out of the sewer. Yeah. So I give it a nine because me and Izzy could make it just the greatest movie of all time. It's just a Patrick. I'm going to give it an eight. Ocho. Well, let me ask you, Patrick, what kept it from being a 10 for you? Cause that's um, high for you. Eight is high. Like eight is a yeah, high score for you. I mean, I think I think probably what kept it from being a ten is I don't see myself. I was kind of using the Justine scale. I don't see myself watching this over and over again. I might watch it every once in a while if it's on. I'd probably leave it on. But it wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. I, okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. All right. Jake, Patrick, you should say. I thought you were going to say only a lunatic would watch this thing like once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Only a crazy man. Jake, what do you say, sir? Seven. Jake Jake gives it a seven. All right, that's 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 a good score for Jake. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, John, what do you say? It's a ten. It's I, I love it as a movie, but then I you know even if I gave it a nine. Uh, the sentimental value takes it to a ten, sure. so it's a ten for me. This is uh, this is uh, I think this is an eight for me. Uh, it's a movie I do. Uh, I, I'm somewhere between Patrick and John. I love it. I can't watch it all the time, but when I'm in the mood to watch it, it scratches a lot of uh, of itches for me. It checks a lot of boxes, so I, it's an eight for me. Uh, Justine, here it is. Here we go. BFI number one movie. <laughs> Here it is. The people want. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven. Whoa! Probably the highest I gave a film noir so far. Yeah. Yeah. Until Sunset Boulevard. I don't think I would ever recommend this to anyone. So. Whoa! God, you really just sucker punched that. <laughs> that's so great. A seven for you. That's great. And like, but I wouldn't recommend this to anybody I know. <laughs> I give it a seven because Humphrey Bogart is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That sewer and never came out. Yeah, he's the fourth man. What if Humphrey? <laughs> what if Humphrey Bogart would have sure. been in the Joseph Cotton role? Would you have given it an, an yeah. eight or a nine? Uh, I don't think I could have watched it, Mario. Are you not a Humphrey Bogart fan, Steve? No, I'm just. It's just. <laughs> it, it'd be a weird role for him. I think just showing. It up, would be. Oh, yeah. My childhood friend here. It's just. Uh, <laughs> I'd never believe he was that dopey. You know. Yeah. But what if? What if I, he I, was? Uh, what if he was the guy from Treasure of the Sierra Madre? What if he was that character? Yes. Roaming around Probably Vienna. Again? Just <laughs> fucking crazy. What if he was the guy selling the balloons in the alleyway there? Oh, that'd be awesome. Say, would you like a balloon? Would you, balloon? Would, would you stick a fellow you American balloon? to a balloon? Uh, all right. Let's move on to Patrick. Are you ready? Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. All righty. Sunset Boulevard released in 1950 on August 10th. Directed by one Billy Wilder, got a 8.4 on IMDb, a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do not have a budget. I do not have a box office. 
Direct- okay, so who's the asshole that the one percent that uh, did not like <laughs> either of these movies? So they're both ninety nine percent, and I'm like, Justine. it's like the baseball hall of fame. There's always somebody who has to throw a monkey wrench in it. Yeah. Wait, wait, Justine, are you are you like verified or something? Or, or <laughs> She's uh, she a seven, so that had been a positive. Was it you? <laughs> well, yeah, but but they're both ninety nine percent though. That's what I mean. yeah. It is weird that the, both of these are ninety nine percent. They're this is weird. They they are considered like this is considered. Pretty much one of the ultimate noir movies, along with uh, the Third Man, in, in a different way. It's a different type of noir, but it's uh, it's you know dark and and great script by Billy Wilder, and uh, this is directed by Billy Wilder as well, and it stars the great William Holden, uh, and uh, the great. This is uh, a bunch of awards. Yes, and Damn. the the great uh, John. Who are we looking at? Norma Desmond was played by. Gloria Swanson. Swanson. Gloria Swanson. Not to be confused with Gloria Stewart from Titanic of Titanic fame, mm. but also a, she had much longer to wait. To, she had much longer to wait for a comeback. Uh, what's it's always been eighty-four years. What's always trippy to me is that Norma Desmond is played as this old woman. She's fifty, for God's sake. She's yeah. She, okay, <laughs> that was going to be number one front and forward for you, Mario. Uh, I, I mean, you're you're what twenty-nine? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and William Holden's supposed to be, I think he's like 30 or 31 or something like that in this. Yeah. If a 50-year-old completely over-the-hill has-been actress like, I don't know, Salma Hayek, who's 54 this, <laughs> at, at the time of this recording. Yes, I'm in. I'm in the house. Yeah, I will uh, tell yeah. everybody about it. I'm going to send you an email. I'm going to send everybody yeah. an email saying, I'm out of the podcast game. I'm living in the pool room above the of the garage. Uh <laughs> In Salma Hayek's house, yeah. You you can follow Mario at Hitting Salma on Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my God! Now I want a remake where Salma Hayek is is uh you know is the has been and like everybody's like, oh she's really washed up and she's yeah. really too old. For and I'm I'm, I'm a struggling podcaster, just like yeah, I'm in, I'm in. What do you guys want? <laughs> Yeah, I was starting to think like, man, they just don't make fifty year olds like they used to. You know, you got like Halle Berry, she's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, Diane Lane and uh, how about Christine Monica Lane? Bellucci is like fifty. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's in her sixties, for God's sake. Mm. And I'm like, nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, it just it just goes to show you, but I mean, it also goes to show you. We you know we this is a big conversation in Hollywood, where especially where women are concerned, is that they hit a certain age, and now it's like you have to play the mom. Or you have to play the, the you know, the, the roles start to disappear after women reach a certain age. And here's a movie that was talking about this 70 years ago, 70 years ago, and uh, talking about it. Hasn't and, well, changed a bit. And it hasn't changed. We, we talked about some of the stuff, that, some of the stuff where we, you know, racism's being addressed, you know, 50, 60 years ago, and nothing's changed, or there's been no significant change. This is just another one example of that. In the, but the missing piece, to, the missing piece to the puzzle, they were talking about this when it came out, is because she was associated with the silent era, even though it had only been, you know, like maybe 20 years, it seemed like it had been 100 years had passed since the end of the silent movie era and what was going on in like 1950. Sure. So it seemed like even more time had passed. It was a musty relic, even though you're talking basically 20 years had passed, you know. You know, yeah, well, that's just it. Is like so many of the silent film stars didn't trans over, didn't transfer over to the talkies, and like that was most of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I agree. Yeah. They they weren't able to transfer over, and so it was you know their 
just playing cards with random old ladies in their mansions like Buster Keaton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's amazing is, is yeah. Buster Keaton was basically the living embodiment of that. He was ruined by the studio system, ruined by sound, became a horror, you know, became a terribly addicted to alcohol. And then, you know, was able to mount a comeback after this movie. But at the time this movie was made, he was still kind of, uh, largely forgotten and hadn't been kind of recognized as a genius yet. And so when you see him in that scene, and if you notice, he's doing a bit of business with his eyes where he, he, does, he, does, he does a little bit of the old, where he looks around and he's like, oh, these cards are, these cards are shit. Pass. These guys, <laughs> these, uh, these guys remember me, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you well, know, you see, even when he's doing like a, a Canon camera, you give him like 60 seconds. He's going to do something really great. You know, even if it's just with his eyes or with his hands, you know, uh, what's great is you also see Mr. Gower from, uh, yeah. Mr. Gower from, <laughs> right. from it's a wonderful life. Uh, Izzy, you have a, or, oh, you're, you're playing with your hair. I thought you had a question. No. Yeah, I'm just playing with my uh, <laughs> that's right hb warner that's right it's yeah. so great don't you don't you know me mr yeah, gower I want, I want, no. yeah i want i wanted william holden to go mr gower don't don't you know me don't you know me mr <laughs> no <laughs> is he left he got so offended by what we said about uh about mr gower yeah, is he we weren't talking about yeah. you when we were talking about norma desmond we it's a uh, it's a restroom break, guys. Calm down. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! We didn't need to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be brought to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's we'll, we'll go. We'll save you guys for last. We'll go. We'll go round robin. We'll go the other way. Okay. And uh, okay. John, this is another movie that you and I went to see at the Egyptian. Uh, you, you, we went to see this. My first time seeing it was with you. Uh, where did oh wow! You, where did you first discover uh, Sunset Boulevard? Ah, uh, I can't remember. Um, I had a friend that used to tape a lot of stuff off of uh, cable. Um, I probably caught this. Yeah, I don't think I caught this in the theater the first time. I had a friend who lived in Chicago that was, uh, he had just stacks of stuff that was uh, taped off of cable. This is before Turner Classics, before AMC, and he just had stacks of this stuff. So this may be one of those movies. He did like a Billy Wilder. He was a film student, so he was doing like a Billy Wilder week. So I think he showed us Ace in the Hole and... Uh, uh, Irma LaDuce and a bunch of stuff and uh, stuff that was off, you know, that I hadn't seen. So this, I was probably just out of high school when I caught this. What, what year did we see this at the Egyptian? We, I was believe, this back in the nineties. I believe we saw this around the same time we caught Sweet Smell of Success. Oh wow! It was around. It was sometime in the early two thousands, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, it plays so much better on a big screen. That's the thing. I think uh, the difference between seeing this. Uh, because you see all the details in her mansion. That's one thing. The bigger the screen, you see all the detail, all the stuff that's on the mantle, all the old photos of herself, all the old bric-a-brac and antiques. You know, that's that's what really makes it fun when you see it on a big screen. And uh, did it hold up for you this time? Oh, absolutely. You know, this is with Billy Wilder. It's bulletproof. I I can't think of one of his movies where you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's coming on next because it's, it's always so beautifully shot and the dialogue just crackles, you know, the way he writes dialogue uh, that never gets old, you know, that his turn of a phrase and his dialogue is just wonderful. I'm really, I was really taken again, watching Joseph Cotton last time and then watching William Holden in this one. He's always that kind of world weary character and he plays it very well. He plays it very, very well. And uh, I was watching him in this time, and what a great role for him 
Uh, uh, well, it was a, for, it was kind of a comeback for him. He had done a couple movies like uh, Golden Boy and a couple other things. Then he went to war. He served in the war. And then um, he was doing a lot of movies that were not particularly good movies. Uh, you know, for like a good five years, he was doing movies that were kind of like also rands, not nothing that was like a classic. And uh, they wanted Montgomery Clift for this role. And at the last minute, he canceled out like two weeks before they were going to start shooting. Montgomery Clift canceled out. And so Wilder was like, Jesus, what do we do? So he looked at who was on the Paramount roster as contract players. And he said, you know, I think this I think Bill Holden can do this. And he was so wonderful. It gave him like a whole new career because after this was Stalag 17 and Sabrina. And uh, this was the beginning of his uh, revitalization as an actor. Yeah, it was. It's a great role. I mean, he does a great job with it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to react to uh, here. So, and it's kind of he has to kind of underplay it because Gloria Swanson is just you know chewing the scenery in in the best possible way. Uh, so, right. it's kinda, but he's got to be real cynical, and it's kind of like with Double Indemnity. Not everybody wants to play that kind of character, you know. He has to be. He's kind of a heel. He's just kind of using people uh, in his own way, and so. You know, it's one of those roles, you know, what he got to lose, and he just knocks it out of the park, I think. And it's always weird to see Jack Webb, Sergeant Joe Friday, smiling. Uh, oh, I, oh thought of, I, I thought of Justine, how Justine says you never want to see Bogart smile. I don't think I'd ever seen Jack Webb smile before or since. There's no movie role or TV role where he's he's flashing a toothy grin and laughing. This is it. And it's it is it's weird to see, to see Jack Webb laughing and smiling and cutting up, you know? Yeah. And, and looking kind of hip, wearing he's not wearing this like is, a stodgy suit. This is before Dragnet, so you're just going, "What yeah. the hell is that, Jack Webb? That can't be Jack Webb. He must have severed all his the muscles to his smile when he started Dragnet." You know. Uh, well, John, I'm glad you enjoyed it because uh, this is one of this has become one of my favorite movies. So I have. Uh, oh, that's I have, great. I have you to thank, my friend. I have you to thank. Uh, you know what? You're you're too kind. I guess I I've forgotten how many movies I did introduce you to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I give you Jackie Chan, so uh, let's not pretend it hasn't been. Absolutely, it hasn't been. I would have never. Yeah, you gave me the entire Jackie Chan. I'll tell you. I'm kidding. Fair of trade. Uh, Jake, what did you think of Sunset Boulevard, my friend? Because I could see Jake in a setup like this. I could totally see Jake. Jake, what? like Jake, like drops Is out for a right while. <laughs> What as Norma Desmond or as as Joe Gillis? As Joe Gillis, I could just like, see oh, I'm Jake. Just here at Nicole Kidman's house. You know? Yeah, yeah. Jake, where'd you yeah. get that? Jake, where'd you get that Alienware PC? That's really nice. Oh, uh, nothing. I've just been out of town for a little while, guys. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, doing doing a little, little, little this, a little of that. Jake, what did you think of this, my friend? Uh, I don't even know how to respond to what you said. <laughs> Jigsaw, I'm who now? Which one? I'm Jack Webb. Who that's am a, I in this that's movie? A, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's a compliment. You look like you should have a sugar mama. Yes. You look like you could have a sugar mama. Uh, Uggos don't get sugar mamas there. So, <laughs> Jake, Jake, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that? Would you pass that up? Would you pass up the Gillis lifestyle? It's tempting. That's right. That's what I mean. It's you tempting. You want to be a kept man? Yeah. What if it was like Charlize Theron or something, you know? Or uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jake's you know, if it, was Emma, if it was Emma Stone, I know she's like about she's still around my age. Let's <laughs> 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 not take that. I'll take Emma Stone. I'll take. How, how about like Raquel Welch or uh, you know Sophia Loren or something? Yeah, Sophia Loren. Like sure. right now, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
is Anne Margaret still alive? It doesn't matter. Oh, Let's go. Anne Margaret. <laughs> oh. We have a standing agreement. If Elizabeth Shue ever oh. answers Steve's uh, yeah. emails to do this, he's leaving me in a hot second. Miss Shue, Miss Shue, that's at EILF Movies. Everything I learned from oh, movies. Hey guys, I got I got some news for you. She's a she's a listener. Uh, not of this. Oh, yeah. she's the other listener. I knew yeah. it. Not of this podcast, but she is a listener. Um, uh, so, oh Jesus! Thank you. So, Jake, what did you think of this movie, man? I, you had never seen this. Did you uh, have any idea what it was about going into it? You know, being as it hit so close to home, um, I did really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did truly, truly enjoy seeing seeing one sugar baby. You know, I have to go through this whole thing so from another. It. You know, I finally feel seen. Yeah, I feel I feel represented. In the movie finally, industry. Jake's like finally, know. finally representation. I had to go all the way back to the fifties to get represented. Um, but no, I thought it was great. Um, um, Joe Gillis, I thought was a really interesting character. Just trying to one up or just trying to get like a, just a little something out of any situation or try to benefit from it in any way. Ends up getting caught up in some <laughs> some crazy old washed up actresses' <laughs> yeah, actresses' problems. You know things are going badly when you get up get caught up in Charlie Chaplin cosplay. That's that's a sign. Oh, of, that's yeah. a sign. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's creepy. That is so creepy. Yeah. Uh, God. So, let me, yeah. Let me let me entertain. You. I want to entertain. I want to entertain you. John, do you remember oh, Chaplin? I was way off. <laughs> John, do you remember when when Tani was on on the podcast? She introduced us to the concept that the Germans have of fremde shaman, which is when you feel shame for someone who doesn't have sense right. enough to feel shame for themselves. I get right. that every time she does that whole <laughs> thing with the bathing yeah. babies and the chaplain. I feel that's what the kids call cringe worthy now, right? That's yeah. what that is. You just feel like uh, just yeah. a, 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 it hits you like a ton of bricks. I've heard people say, "Yeah, cringy." That was real cringy. <laughs> but she, like, but she plays well, it so well. She plays it well, so well. If you guys think about it, that's basically the equivalent of somebody today doing like the Macarena or something. Like it was twenty years ago. <laughs> no, 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 babe, yeah. I think this is more the equivalent of like a fursuit. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. People that, yeah, what they call those, where they dress up like rabbits and. Yeah. And we're not king shaming oh, oh, or fur John, shaming. So innocent. I don't know what a fur. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what do they call that thing where they uh, you know, tie up and uh, make you? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, did you love? Yeah. What did you think of Norma Desmond? Like, what did you think of her character? I thought she was fantastic. Definitely, I, that's a pretty hard role to get right. Mm-hmm. I feel. You're playing. You're an actress who's trying to play a washed-up old actress. Very specific. And those scenes, the the silent scenes that she was showing, were actually Mm -hmm. her movies. They were. They were were scenes from her movies back in her silent career. Directed, directed by the guy that played the butler. That's oh, wow. actually was directed by Eric von Straheim. That really? clip of her with the, with the candles. So oh, you're going, God. wow, this is like, uh, <laughs> this is like a, you know, like one of those, uh, you know, it's a, it's a puzzle within a box within an enigma, you know? Yeah. There's a, it's a layer cake of sadness is what it yeah. is. <laughs> a layer cake of sadness. <laughs> it's a tres leches cake of despair and, uh, 
and uh, boy, they couldn't have gotten a better guy to play. You know, Eric von Strahan. That was the casting coup to get him to play the butler who used to be her husband. You know, oh. and her director because he did direct her back in the old days. You know, and did, what, guys, did they need to redo this and have Werner Herzog in that role. Oh, there you go. There you Ooh. go. Speaking of bear yeah. movies. Speaking. Oh of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate bear movie. Uh, but that's when he when he when he does that little spiel about how there were three directors who mm-hmm. showed great promise, and they said Max von Meyerling. It really was Eric von Stroheim who's that yeah. third name. It really is. So it's kind of interesting that 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 Billy Wilder would cast him uh, in that role as the as the faithful servant. Then what do you what did you think when you found out it was her husband? You guys like what did you guys were you guys just like what was everybody's reaction to that? The ex-husband, yeah. Uh, mm. like, okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's the correct response. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, a guy with a German accent in uh, the late 40s in America, it's like, eh, what job can you get? Really? <laughs> he's, he's burying monkeys for a living. That's what he's, that's what he's, yeah. that's what he's reduced to, burying monkeys. Ultimate friend zone. <laughs> ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate friend zone. Patrick, there what, you go. Patrick, what did you think of Sunset Boulevard, my friend? Um, it was a nice like descent into madness piece, and I didn't really love it as a noir so much. But uh, you've offended Steve. In general, he's leaving. Right, I know he left. I said that. Um, the characters in general were really interesting, and it was actually really nice to see where that line uh, "I'm ready for my close-up, Mister uh, Demille" came from, because I've mm-hmm. known that line almost my whole life, and I don't know why I know it. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh shit." It's been brought up so many times. <laughs> in I'm sure, in but history. it was yeah. It's just it 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 really struck home when that happened, and it was really just it was a nice like the ending is beautiful. I really like the way it ended, mm-hmm. um, but some of the pacing and the noir representation didn't really do much for me. It would have been just as good as just as just as good of a story. Without that aspect, I don't think that really did much for it. Yeah, I don't think they were because I don't think they were trying to make a noir. I think that's just the way Billy Wilder chose to shot the movie, and it it kind of gets lumped into that. It's not really noir because yeah, it doesn't deal with the same subject matter. But the way it's shot, everything's so shadowy and kind of murky. Yeah, were her, but it it represents her her kind of her life now. You know, like yeah, Miss Havisham is a great uh, comparison when when William Holden compares it to Miss Havisham and Great Expectations, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you enjoyed yeah, it mean, otherwise? Yeah, I enjoyed it otherwise. I just think, like I said, I think I, I don't think the the whole narration aspect was really necessary. Um, it was a dead but, guy narrating! Spoiler alert. I know. <laughs> I know. What? And, you, know, you know how Justine feels about narrators. In she loved this one, though. I can tell. I can tell. But you yeah, need to have I enjoyed more of a it. Ghost-like I... voice, like and then yeah. no, 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 no. It's spooky. It should have been narrated by the monkey. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the butler. I would have been fine with that. Oh yeah, I think the monkey's dead. Yeah, that monkey definitely. <laughs> that, monkey's oh, yeah. definitely that monkey is definitely dead now. Yeah. Plot twist. I don't think it made it through filming. <laughs> Plot twist. It's still alive. Uh, yeah, they live to be like Man. a thousand years old. Uh, Justine, what did you think of Sunset Boulevard? I'm really curious to know what you thought about this. I, I didn't know. I had no idea how you were going to take this one. I don't know. It's a thrill ride. Um, no one's talked about it yet, but William Holden can get it. 
What's he holding? Am I right? <laughs> just well, who was going to bring that up? <laughs> Justine would like to be the holding that, was, if you know what I mean. I was very distracted by his his manliness and he's a handsome dude. Yeah. Oh my god, I could not stop staring at him. Also, he was all over the screen, but oh my god. Um. Um, I feel like he distracted me a lot from the film and what was happening. It was, I was okay with the narrations. It was okay. I don't think I need it, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that they showed that he died in the beginning. Um, Cause then you're wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. And then you meet this new girl who's like a twist to that. Cause they normally don't have another girl in the film. At least the films we've been watching, there is another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think I forgot her name already. I didn't think Norma Nor- Norma Desmond. Desmond was. I mean, I, she's playing a washed-up lady, and she's wearing like these weird things that like pull back her wrinkles and stuff. But I didn't find her attractive at all, so I didn't see why he would even try. I don't. Do that, I don't think you're supposed uh, to. The find money. Her. It's the, the money. money. It's yeah. the money. Yeah. They, they, they were like purposely He's- trying to make her not as you know drop dead gorgeous as. A uh, Salma Hayek or Nicole Kidman or somebody like or that. And he's Emma broke. Stone. He's so he, he's broke. He's completely out of money. They took his car, so he's really without options. You know. Yeah. 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 But I think they. Yeah. But and then, and then when you find out about him being the ex-husband and ooh, I was just. <laughs> it was cringy. It was like. What a friend zone. Just like that whole part. I was like, oh, okay. That person's just turning along for that long. It's just nasty. Um, He's kind of taking care of her, though. Kind of protecting then, her. Yeah, when, when she said her line at the end, it I would agree with Patrick. It gave me like a quick little chill of like, oh, shit. Is this, is this it? <laughs> I no idea. No idea. I didn't know I was getting myself into this, this classic film. Yeah. But... Um, her whole ending I thought was really interesting and I enjoyed that. Um, I kind of wish it would keep going, the film. Yeah. Um, just to see what happens to her. Yeah, just to see what happens, but it's great the way it ended. Oh, she got um, off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, She's loaded. She's got off. Uh, of it, course. Also, Justine, did you enjoy seeing the roots of like uh, Cruella DeVille and Ursula? Uh, like I always feel like I feel like those two Disney characters like are direct. I feel like it's Norma Desmond. Like that's their inspiration. I always feel like when I watch that. Yeah, she looks like um, the Snow White villain, and her eyes, like the way that her eyes are drawn, and she's like I don't know the bug eyes yeah, she does. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. She looked exactly like a villain. Um, I guess they're based off of her. I don't know which came first. I don't but. think that's. I don't think it's true. I just think always think, especially Cruella Deville. I'm always like, that's Norma Desmond running she's around. The cigarette. She's got the cigarette <laughs> holder, the, that weird cigarette holder, and the you know, yeah. She's got the cheekbone. She's got the maleficent cheekbones. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. I just I like that when he brought that girl to the house, um, who seemed completely normal. Watching her on TV, I'm like, this is like a girl next door. Like she's yeah. just normal. That's what makes like it even normal, more heartbreaking. I'm not used to seeing a normal girl on TV, and she's a love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, she was gorgeous too, but. When they brought her to the house and he's showing her around and he's pretty much telling her everything that's happening, I didn't expect that to happen either. That surprised me probably the most. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, William Holden stole the whole movie. <laughs> well, I got, I got, I got, uh, I've got something to look, for you to look forward to. William Holden mm. in Bridge on the River Kwai, which yeah. is coming up, is shirtless Wait, for is most. That a musical? No, 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 no. Is this no. a Peter Wagon movie? It's a war. It's the Ultimate Man movie. It's a, it's a, it, it's a war movie, Justine. It's war. And William Holden is shirtless for about two thirds of it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just yeah. it's just it's just for you. So you're saying to pack an extra underwear, right? Yes. Whoa. yes. Whoa. Put down a tarp. Yeah. <laughs> Put down a tarp. <laughs> like we're Somebody painting. Somebody get the mop. <laughs> Justine, I want to know your ranking, and then I want to know how many mops you give this movie. All right, when we come to the. How many mops? All right. Oh, wait. Are you going to make sure he takes the champagne glasses out of his back pockets this time? Yeah. Well, mm. You guys know that this was movie was the inspiration for Hotel California. You guys know that, right? Pink, champ, uh, pink champagne on ice. I don't know if it's true, but it does. I was thinking about that. When I heard the line, pink champagne on ice, I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. It's Norma Desmond's house. Uh, <laughs> you, you can never leave. Yeah. You, 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 well, yeah, he, he checked he out all right. Leave, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the other thing. I thought the whole thing in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead and he's at this house. And like these are the only people because they were so secluded. Mm-hmm. I was like, only he can see them. But until he brought <laughs> he was over, dead the whole time. Because <laughs> yeah, he's like, because all of a sudden he said, oh, my clothes are here. I'm like, yeah, because you're dead. But, <laughs> but then, oh, so you thought it was going to be like the others where the three of them are ghosts, <laughs> but they don't know it. Right. Like they didn't know. And uh, spoiler oh, alert, guys. God. Until he brought her over, I was like, that's out the window now. No, you were thinking the whole time you were really holding on to it. For a long time, I was like, this is all in his head. Because when he went to the bar to go see his buddy, Artie, which he stole his girl from, I was like, oh, okay. Actually, that's talking about it. That's the one normal thing. That's the one noble thing that he did. He pushes her away and says, look. You yeah. stick to Artie. Yeah, that's yeah. why she took him to the mansion. Was like, oh yeah, I'm living off this old lady, and I got all yeah. this. Blah, blah, blah. You see, I'm an asshole. You don't want to be with me. You want to go with yeah. Uh, yeah. your boy in Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah. how we get in his hero's journey. He yeah. starts out as a slummy guy. He goes through his trials and tribulations, <laughs> and he does the right thing by and then dies. The rich woman he's sponging yeah. off of, and <laughs> just in time to get two in the back of the head. Exactly. <laughs> Crime and punishment. <laughs> well, sometimes the hero doesn't make it to the end. Yeah. But yeah, By the way, I oh. a good part of the movie. I was pretty sure he was dead, and I was just trying to see like, well, they showed it, and he's dead, obviously. Yeah, and he came back. I can uh, see that. Like if if Hitchcock directed it, it would have definitely gone down that route. No. Or M Night. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the, the butler was creepy enough that it could have been. I take care of everything for mistress. Well, if it was M Night, yeah. if it was M Night, Steve, they would have really been living in the twenties the whole time. That would have been, would have been like, <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. Uh, so, Stephen, the whole audience, the whole audience would have gone. Stephen, is This is your first time seeing this. Please, uh, I, whoever wants to go first, what did you think? Um, I this movie's been on my list to see for a very, very long time. When I was in high school, I was trying to watch all the uh, AFI Top 100. Okay, but I'm an old lady, so that was like pre Netflix, pre DVR, pre all of that. So like, you just you had to rely on like if your film teacher could loan it to you, and would they trust you to take it home? If your parents had it, and, you know, our house had classics like A Boy and His Dog. <laughs> so. Sure. <laughs> Not as many of the AFI. Well, what cool parents you had. Yeah. 
kids were wow, gonna, that's cool. Kids were gonna <laughs> watch like a movie Capricorn that, One now. Yeah, so this was just like a movie that was like, I want to see it. I know that like everything references it. I've seen clips of it. How do I watch this movie? And then like it's been in our queue forever. forever. And it's just one of those like, when are we gonna sit down? Because it's also one of those when it's on that many lists and that reference, it's also how much homework is this going to be? Yeah. I know it's going to be a quality film. I know it's going to be a good film, but is this going to be a fun film? Is this going to make me as excited as Congo? <laughs> and spoiler alert, it did. I love this movie. This is spectacular. I'm like ready to watch this again right now. Yep. I had, uh, right had again, first time watching it. I had no idea this was the movie where it's like starting out with the guy floating face down in the pool that, you know, kicks off like season four of Archer and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or, or, or like all the lines, like I was always big. It's the films that got small. Yeah. And I'm ready for my close up and like all those. Like, yeah, yeah. Gloria Swanson, she can get it. Uh, but <laughs> her performance is amazing in this movie. So it's like, oh, how have I not not seen this? You know, William Holden. Uh, oh, every yeah. classic line. It's great watching these movies with Steve because he's Steve in real life is a is a chill guy. Like, <clears throat> hey babe, I got an fender bender with your truck. That's all right, as long as you're okay. Hey, babe, I brought home another cat. Eh, I don't love it, but okay. Hey, babe, whatever. And then he watches these movies and he's just like, That's the line. That's the line that everybody says. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. They yeah, said uh, it. Yeah, so I love uh, Yeah, lo- love the movie. Check it out, guys. Right. <laughs> can't, can't, can't wait. Can't wait for the horrible reboot. Let me ask you guys a question. What did you learn from Sunset Boulevard? Take, we're gonna take, the more you know. We're gonna take your we're gonna take your shtick and we're gonna we're gonna throw it on our podcast. What did you learn from Sunset Boulevard? I learned that I was wildly disappointed by the lack of uh, monkey scenes in this movie. I really felt it could have benefited from more age. Yeah, if they at least tripled it, I feel like they would have swept the awards that year. Yeah, more age. <laughs> There's not enough monkey content to really mm-hmm. secure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I learned. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say they do. They did a preview of this. It would have been great if your card had said more monkey. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's like that's like our liner notes or whatever. Like yeah. more monkey. Maybe it can talk. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your David uh, Oselsnick learned- notes. Oh. I learned, uh, we've really learned how to make 50 year old ladies nowadays, especially the actresses and just, you know, like, Hey, we're uh, we're, we're getting this down. We're doing pretty good. Honed in our 50 year old (laughs) actresses. Yeah. yeah, We basically have to dress up 20 something year old actresses like Emma Stone to play characters like Corella DeVille. Now Mm -hmm. that movie looks horrible. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it now guys, it's going to be a horrible movie. Don't God, God, Mm -hmm. don't let Disney do this. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it's like a, a Disney the, movie. Nobody needs that. Jake will see what's, it. Jake will be in line to see it. <laughs> oh, I'll see it and I'll love it. Uh, what is it, Mario? Was it Pat Oswald that said, I don't need to see that Darth Vader had an unhappy childhood? I don't know that I need to see a young Cruella de Vil have an unhappy childhood. Yeah. Well, and that's how she became Cruella de Vil, you know. Puppy murderer. Puppy murderer. Yeah. No. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see Cruella DeVille have an unhappy childhood. I want to see Emma Stone have an unhappy childhood. He, what worse. he wants is That's a P-I-L-F. Hey, a Cruella, hey, hey, I would hey, like hey, to. Hey, hey. But why Why would you want to see her have a... That's horrible. Why would you want to see yeah. Emma Stone have a... No, just watch The Hobbit. She's in it. She's Golem. I already told because you. Because she's... Wow. A, oh, <laughs> That's rough. 
That's rough. I forgot about that joke. <laughs> that's rough. That's Jake. Gollum. That's Jake's celebrity crush. We don't make fun of you for liking underage Tom Holland. Oh, that hasn't stopped <laughs> yes, you. Yes, we do. That hasn't stopped you yes. guys at all. Mm. Or ninety-something-year-old William Holden. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't know what he looks wow. like now. Oh, well, uh, watch I, network. Watch I, network, I, and you'll say, "Oh my Jack god!" Skeleton? I think he kind of looks like that. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, he's not really much of a draw anymore. <laughs> I just checked. he died. He died before I was even born. We should, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, they just they just ran network a couple nights ago, and he aged about a hundred years in about you know two decades. Yeah, it was just insane. He really, he so uh, insane. We should make her like, watch yeah, uh, Towering Inferno. It's alcohol. In 20 years, it just it turned him into the crypt keeper. It was insane. Uh, alcohol will do that to you. Oh, yeah. Well, then, like a line like, I don't need foundation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that? What's that from? That's from. Oh, I don't know. Mr. Hole, let me put some spell. Oh, I, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out of here. Uh, well, what they yeah, what they needed is like the Botox his whole head. I mean, he just just withered away. He's like it's like Peter O'Toole after you know like five years after Lawrence of Arabia. You go, what the hell happened? Well, <laughs> booze will do that to you. You know, you end up looking like a prune. You know, yeah, he was they aged like a fine catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all leathery. She's speaking. She's speaking of me. That's that. I feel. I feel attacked. Uh, what what did uh, Billy Crystal say in uh, City Slickers? They see Jack Palance and they go, "Did you see his face? It, it looks like a saddle. <laughs> it's like, it's like he's all leathery, you know." <laughs> I, w- I had a question for all of you, and I can't remember what it was. Cool, uh, great question. I know. I'm what sorry. Did, what did I learn from this movie? Never leave your sugar mama. Never, because you know what's coming. <laughs> Never even I, question the situation. I I learned that when you find out that the butler used to be married to your mistress, it's probably time to leave. It's not. Look what happened. Good call. No. Good call. I learned that if somebody's giving a funeral to their pet monkey, you should probably turn around and walk out the door right then. <laughs> yeah. Don't brag. Don't brag that you're a writer. I'm never going to tell anyone I'm a podcaster. Justine, what did you learn from this movie? That, that William, William Holden chooses money over looks. Yeah. Mm. He can still get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can get it, but I got to have money. Justine, you're mm. you're you're in either way. If he goes for looks, you're in, and if he goes for money, you're in. No, he doesn't. He yeah. does not go for looks. Yes, he does. No, because he no, was. I'm not saying he's a gold digger. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, wait till you see uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. You'll see exactly what it's all about. Yeah, there you go. And he, I think he's also in like a speedo in that, like a 1940s version of a yes. speedo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know, uh, Navy issue speedos because those are a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's I mean, it. All right, let's let's rank Sunset Boulevard. I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Let's start with uh, Jake, the subject of the film. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I give it an I give it a nine. Wow, Jake, nine. What? Let me ask you this because nine is mm-hmm. nine is high. What kept it from being a ten? It's just a little too close to home. I like. <laughs> It hit too close. It was just a little, <laughs> little too real for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes you don't like looking in the mirror. Do a monkey funeral in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Is that a monkey behind him? Oh, that's great. I love it. I'm, I'm late for a monkey funeral. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As he puts on his top hat and walks away. <laughs> uh, Thirty did, minutes. Did, Thirty minutes. It starts right. At, it starts at six. Yeah. Did, you got the eulogy right. Did Sandy watch this with you, Jake? No. No? Okay. 
Patrick, no. what did you think? Sunset Boulevard. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Give it an eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I, not close enough for me to ask that question, but I think I already it's, got. It's I think I already great. got your answer. I already yeah. got your answer. Justine, what did you think of Sunset Boulevard? Me? Yeah, Justine. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I give it a nine. A nine? What? Yeah. How many mops for young Bill Holden? All the mops. All <laughs> the mops. <laughs> How many you got, Mario? Are we talking? Are we talking about sorcerer's apprentice level of uh, of of liquid? Is that what we're wow. talking about? <laughs> Boy, that, puts Wait, a, what? that puts a whole other visual uh, on I, that. I'll tell you. I mean, Nicholas Cage God. is hot. Don't get me wrong. I forgot. I forgot who I'm referring. To. I, I mentioned mentioned sorcerer's apprentice immediately. The Nicolas Cage reference from Stephen I mean, Izzy. I mean, the- it's no Cameron Poe from Con Air. But, I mean. <laughs> uh, so Justine, what kept it from being a ten, my friend? I told. I totally thought they were gonna say he was dead. I was just like. This is amazing, and you know. So you disappointed yourself. <laughs> so, so the movie, the movie takes, yeah, the movie takes a takes a hit because you let yourself down. I love that. She got her See, own hopes up. High expectations. Low, expe- low expectations. I love it. That keep that keeps. Uh, that's about consistent though. So at least you're consistent. I I, I love you. For high expect high expectations and low expectations. Met right in the middle, though. But a nine. This is part. guys. I feel like this is a win, though. A nine from Justine. I feel like it's like a. It's a ten yeah, from that's anybody an upside else. Down six. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that is absolutely. You know true. what? You know what? <laughs> Kick William Holden out, and I don't know what I would think about this film. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> well, if you take William Holden out, then it's like, who's she talking to? There's yeah. Just a lady running around the castle. The ghost of the monkey? I don't understand this. <laughs> You take him out, and it's the Invisible Man. Yeah, it's two yeah. hours of of <laughs> Gloria Swanson. Yeah, doing the, yeah, it's two hours of, of Gloria Swanson doing that weird Max Senate makes, routine. It makes the Charlie Chaplin scene even worse. Yeah, just her by herself. How many <laughs> how many times do you think she did that for uh, for the Butler? How many times? Oh, well, she Wednesday. had to. That has to be that Every has to be rehearsed. Wednesday. She knew. Well, it meant she a lot more it. when they were married. Yeah, yeah. Now it's. Now, now he's like critiquing, like, no, nine, nine, nine. We've got to have more hits. <laughs> yeah, they really had like a, it was really like a Lucy and Desi kind of thing with uh, with Max and, and uh, Norma. That's really weird. Uh, all right. Perfect. Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies at EILFM. Right? EILF Movies. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Screwed that up. You got it. What are your rankings? Oh, I feel like this movie should be a 10, but due to the lack of monkey content, I'm going to have to make it a 9.5. <laughs> Look. Look, in spite of the serious lack of monkey and Nicolas Cage, who wasn't born for another 12 years or so, I I still give this movie a 10. Yeah. So 10 from ten from Steve, uh, 9.5 from... 10 from Izzy. 10 from Izzy, yeah. all right. John Sandy? Oh, it's a 10 for sure, yeah. I knew it. I'm the I'm the lowest score this week. Yeah. Yes. Why do you hate it so much? Look, what I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah. Asshole. Shay. <laughs> Seriously. Damn, shit. I'm judgmental this week. You are. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. 
I'm giving you guys not eating my Wheaties. I'm gonna give it a seven because uh, Patrick's very <gasps> sensitive. You. And thank you. A, I'm giving it a ten. Are you kidding me? I'm surprised you rated it as low because you do like older women. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. He just called you Norma oh, Desmond in a yeah. not in a not so roundabout way, Justine. How do you feel about that? Make because your eyes really big. Low because he's I only, That's I only feel about feel like that when I talk about certain things I grew up with, like shows and cartoons, and he's like, I didn't see that. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. Do you ever dress up like Charlie Chaplin for him? Yeah. Like how how do people do this? I, have no idea. I wasn't born yet. She dresses like she, she dresses like Charlie Hunnam for him. That's... You tell him about like rotary phones and typewriters and. Did you hear what Izzy just said? Izzy just goes, "Yeah, King oh. Arthur, baby." Izzy just claimed that <laughs> she she put forth the theory that Patrick tanked the movie because he's jealous of William Holden. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are listening. Not old enough. <laughs> I was not upset. I woke up in a pedal, a puddle. Okay, was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> puddle. This, is, this Have you never seen happens. The <laughs> oh man! Wow. Uh, all the mops. That's going to be the name of this week's. Uh, that's, <laughs> it better that's, be. It has to be. That's this week's episode title. <laughs> all the mops. Yeah, I'm going to give it. I'm going to wow, go. Those with guys this. really like Orson Welles. Yeah. Before they get to the episode. <laughs> Well, you need the mops to clean up that sewer after after uh, Harry Lyman's been down. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, what a great – it's been great having guests. Don't you guys agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually talk to people who are polite. Yeah, not, not just me. <laughs> not just me yelling. Yeah, who lift us, us up and not bring us down like some yeah. people. Yeah. 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 I love it. Mario's all, yeah, 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 whatever. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really sad you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't get to see one of the legendary John Sandy tirades. It's really, it's really interesting. You guys were. I don't have, I don't have tirades. John was, John was on his best behavior, where he's like, Jesus. I am gonna get a call later about the Yukon Cornelius. Now listen, you bastard! I've told you before. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> You know, it's um, it's nice to have guests when we have good movies because I just looked at it. The last time we had two guests, we watched Zardoz, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. <laughs> who so who, wow. who are good movies when we're not yeah, around? What the heck? Who were our guests? Anita and Raul. Anita. Yeah. Ah, okay. And they haven't been back on the show since. No yeah. coincidence. I don't think so. it's kind of telling. It's it's funny that nobody wants to come on the show when they can do it from home. That's always a bad mm. sign. Like, yeah, hey, guys, you want to be guys anytime you want us on. Or my, mm-hmm. I work in hotels, so my schedule is wide open. <laughs> and I'm an independent wow. artist, so business ain't exactly booming. <laughs> well, it will be now that you. I'm telling you, HeidiVenus.etsy.com. I'm telling you, the exactly. the superiority complex wave. Get those mops ready because you're gonna need yeah. it. You're gonna need it when 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 tides comes in. You're just gonna be like, holy crap. This is really the push. It's going to be like a tsunami. We, we need an exclusive crossover pin that says all the mops on it. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Pins, buttons, um, that bottle that openers, paint. magnets, that's not all paint that. Your wagon. Which, which movie? Paint, uh, paint your wagon. The one that's not paint your wagon? When do we watch it? Which one? Oh. 
Yeah. They're all not paint that. All films are not paint your wagon. <laughs> there is only one film that is paint your wagon, <laughs> and that is paint your wagon. Yeah. Sarah. Oh yeah. The one that you said that William Holden was also in something oh, River Bridge oh, on the River, River Kwai. Kwai. Bridge on the River Kwai. It's coming. It's out not a musical. <laughs> it's it not. Sounds a, like a musical. It's I definitely guess. not paint your wagon. It is We're definitely to build that bridge. We're yeah. To make it strong. This is my favorite Alec Guinness number called "The Officers Will Not Do Work." Yeah, it's Alec Guinness is in it. Uh, the officers. Ooh. I can't do. I can't hear. I Alec haven't Guinness. seen that movie. Uh, oh. Yeah. This. Well, what year is that? Colonel Nicholson. Uh, 50, 57. Yeah. This is fifty-eight. This is. Yeah. It's like oh, something like that. On here. Yeah. I'm watch it on the 24th or it's yeah. What's up next week on the uh, digital movie club? Uh, they're just seeing Winchester 73 and the naked spur. It's a Jimmy Stewart yeah. Western double feature. Everybody. Oh, reach for the sky. Put up your dukes, Clarence. Everybody. They're going to find it hard to believe that this is Jimmy Stewart. huh? <laughs> This is Jimmy. R- 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 reach, reach for the sky. This is Jimmy Stewart gunning people down in cold blood. It's great. Oh. He's got like a handlebar mustache. <laughs> Look, I Daddy. Don't think I'm be able to handle that. Every time a yeah. 45 fires, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> now, if you guys happen to watch the wrong Winchester, hit us oh, up and yeah. we'll do an episode for our podcast. Yeah, 2019's <laughs> Winchester. How was that movie? How was that movie? <laughs> Oh my god! It is exactly what you expect it to be. So you you originally you guys lived in Northern California, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've gone to the Winchester Mystery House yep. a couple of times. Guess what? It's exactly the same thing. Horseshit. Oh, uh, yeah, on a school field trip because I grew up in the center of California. It's a cool big old house with hardly any furniture, yeah, and depending cool. on the guide you get that day, some of them are really into the supernatural stuff, and some of them are like, "She was a mentally ill older woman who did not know how to build things." Oh, so you can, it could go either way. <laughs> Yeah, and now they have audio tours, and there are two different audio tours, and one of them they play up the ghost, and one of them they don't. They don't tell you which one you're getting. Oh, wow, Patrick, you grew up. They know. You grew up in Northern California. Did you ever go to the Winchester Mystery House? I never got a chance to. No. (gasps) We gotta go. Who's in the movie? I had the opportunity. Helen Mirren and Jason Clark. That's right. Hey, Ellen Mirren. There you go. There's yeah, your sh- yeah, There's John's uh, Norma Desmond right there. That's yeah, that's my Norma Desmond right there. Oh, yeah, that I, I, I was going to say Mario, Helen Mirren. She she's looking for a little sugar baby. I am on it. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm the right color. They're caramel colored, so right. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what? What's wrong? Everyone's all. Everyone's all. What? Wait a minute. Sugar baby. Uh, yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, John uh, Patrick grew up near uh, Bodega Bay. Uh, every time we talk about the birds, uh, Patrick gets oh. nightmares. So nightmares. Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's okay. He's all right. Guys, it was great <laughs> having you. It really was great having guests. Uh, my th- listen to the crew. You guys are on your best behavior. Uh, you saved yourself a lecture. So uh, <laughs> you know. Let's, let's I don't get the hose again. Thank God. Well, you will for fun. Uh, we got the hose. <laughs> we, but, it is spaghetti night. Oh, hey, hey, hey. there you go. <laughs> Gotta get the hose out. <laughs> Rinse you off. It was great. So, uh, uh, Stephen, before you sign off, please tell everybody 
when they can when do you drop new episodes you know if you want to do any final plugs anything you got going on Steve? oh yes i don't know if we mentioned it but we're at eilf movies that's everything, everything i learned, I learned from, from movies. movies we're on all the podcatchers if we're not let us know because we definitely should be uh but yeah we drop uh every tuesdays our main episodes where yeah we have a bad questionable movie we kind of discuss usually have some great guests along with us other uh podcasters yeah. like mario uh, but we also have like, you know, bonus episodes. Like I think we just did Robin Hood month and we did like Robin and the seven hoods. And like we found, we found a bunch of free Robin Hood movies and we're like, yeah, let's watch all of them and like do episodes. for Ghost so. of Sherwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's rough. Uh, uh, celebrity interviews, uh, little mini episodes, all kinds of stuff. We got our castaway game show we do where we make the ultimate movies yeah. yeah beautiful it is a great podcast and if you love movies and uh, movies okay. you don't you might not hear here because i'm a musical uh i'm not a musical i'm a movie snob but i do like bad movies so i do listen to steven easy and they've been nice enough yeah. to have me on as i've said a couple of times but check them out and they they, they do good work over there and uh they're always you guys always shock me as you're constantly putting stuff out, constantly, constantly, constantly. <laughs> and then you do Patreon specials, you do all kinds of stuff. So you guys really, really, uh, really. This is to me like uh, the kids get mad at me because they're like, when are we going to make some money? And I'm like, never, because this is my hobby and I don't want to hate it. But you guys just really run with it. So I admire you guys for that. You guys are really. We work our butts off. You- We're underemployed and we constantly make uh, content. We still don't make money. So we make quality <laughs> and quantity. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and we're on Patreon. At yeah, ILF movies. So check that out too. All it is is two dollars a month. You get access to the whole damn thing. And if you really, there are other higher levels. It just gets you more stuff. So check it out. By Guys. the way, Mario, I would like to do a. Uh, I would like to do a crossover episode for both our podcasts, where you let Steve and I pick. Some Academy Award winning movies, but we get to pick what category it won its award for and what oh. movie it is. Oh, we'll do it. It's oh. it's down. I, I will volunteer. <laughs> It'll I, give us a break. I will volunteer the crew for that. I will definitely volunteer. for Day of the Dolphin and Suicide Squad <laughs> or something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will, we got I, others. That's probably how they're going to sneak in Hook, those bastards. Yeah. That's probably how they're, they're going to. do it. Wait, Hook did, did it Hook any win any awards? Look that up, somebody. Oh, no, I, Justin Hoffman was robbed. Before <laughs> before I accept that challenge. Yeah, we'd love to be on. We would love to do a crossover with you guys. Anytime yeah. we're available. If, if we can do a whole movie like Nightbreed, where they created oh, an Academy yeah. Award because that movie couldn't win any awards. Let's do it. What was the award? What which one did it win? Uh it didn't win. They created best makeup because that movie had such phenomenal makeup and there wasn't an award for it. Was that Cronenberg? Yep. Yeah. So who Cronenberg did the makeup? Clive Barker. Uh, I think uh, Stan Winston or one. Wow. There wasn't the other one. <laughs> Rick Baker. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was one it was of those two Baker. guys. Yeah. Well, I, I've I've never seen that movie, but the photos always look insane. It looks oh. like it's a freak show or something. It's free on Tubi, I think, or Tubi as a as a couple different formats. It's free. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty amazing movie, movie especially is- the director's yeah. cut. I think that's the one that's streaming everywhere. Ah. It's nothing like you think it is. Yeah. Like anything that you think it is, Nightbreed is not. Right. It's not Hellraiser, basically, right? No. Yeah. 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 Good old Cronenberg. Got to see it. I'm going to look for it. So you say there is a director's cut. I'll look for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. uh, Yeah. We will will accept your challenge and we'll bring the whole team and uh, we'll just be on your show all the time. 
Uh, Let's do we'll it. Just, Let's yeah, just merge them together. Yeah, we'll just be on the Everything show. I learned from being superior. That's it. <laughs> I learned I need a sugar mama. That's what I learned. That's what I learned this week. I'm, I'm doing this. The, I'm doing this the wrong way. Yeah, I'm, we're doing this everything the hard complex. Yeah, yeah, everything complex. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, John, Jake, Justine, you guys are the best. Thank you for being on your best behavior. Um, <sighs> We tried. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you guys in the te- group text. Don't worry, it's it's coming. Uh, that's it, guys. For John, for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, uh, we say uh, uh, please follow us while you're following Steve. Follow us at Super Complex S O U P Complex. Uh, if you if you if you're so inclined, please write a review on Apple uh, iTunes or uh, if you, we're over on Podchaser. Steve, are you using Podchaser over there? Uh, somebody just dropped us a review, and I forgot to say thanks to. Uh, uh, yeah, I I am not. I I'm not even sure what Podchaser is. Is that the one that's like the uh, IMDb or whatever? IMDb. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. nice is what's what's nice is you cross reference. So once you start, like if you put yourself down as a creator, you'll be cross referenced to your any episodes. Like if you were on this one, you'll be down as a guest, so people can kind of cross reference. Wow. Who goes yeah. to this podcast? Okay, so I'm like, have to check that out. Yeah, and, and a couple of five star review for superiority comments. Yes, because please, they're the best. Please do, please do. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have a Patreon? We do not, no. but we're looking into it. We're looking no, into we're it. We're not. We're not. Oh, Carter. He's a liar. Shit. He's Sorry, not. I'm joking. I was actually it's looking. A shame that I, I can't I, just throw money in your general direction. I was actually yeah, looking. Dollar bills one at a time. <laughs> Someone's got to pay for our mop overhead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at buy me a coffee. Does, do you guys know anybody who uses buy me a coffee? That's actually what I was looking at. I, I've seen I've a couple of, of people it, use yeah. buy me a coffee. Coffee. They seem to be happy with it. Yeah, I don't know what the difference between that and Patreon is, but I actually have been looking. Don't tell the kids because they've wanted this to happen for a long time. They think I've been wanting s- people to buy me a coffee all the time. Of supplying so. I don't drink coffee. Buy me a coffee is a way to virtually tip. I know. Just the it's tip. It's the same thing as like buying somebody an experience for their wedding as opposed to just handing them a $20 bill or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use this to get a massage. I highly something. recommend uh, setting up one of those funds. We did that and everybody just sent us money to buy us drinks or send us on a cruise. <laughs> I love it. Let's do that for, but in podcast form. That'll be great. Yes. Yeah, send podcasters on a cruise Woo! at Buy Me a Coffee. Yeah, yeah. On Cruise Fest. Send the castaways. Yeah. Send the castaways on a crew. On a cruise. Ooh. So we can actually become uh, castaways. All right, you guys. That's enough. You've had enough fun for today. For Patrick, for Jake, for John, for Justine, for Steve and Izzy, Woo! we say this transmission ends now. <laughs> Unity. Unity.